You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 68. Continues the slaves around you. The mind thralls show no sign of, ha- of letting up, even right. with the departure of a wrath. As the war rages around you, this fissure is open in the ground, light pouring through, very surreal because it looks almost like a natural explosion in the ground, only through the perfectly manicured rooms of a wrath's academy. What are all your characters thinking? We'll go around one at a time. Starting Randis. Sees this as we've got him on the run! And is ready, eager, to charge in whether or not we get a chance to rest for a moment or two. He's ready <laughs> to go in and finish the fight once and for all. Excellent. Couldn't put better myself. Damn it. Damn it. Senses senses the final conflict. He knew, especially when he fucking critted the other Iraq in the last <laughs> fight, and no the guy damage. took no damage. He knew! He knew that he had tapped into Iraq's very life force, and Iraq, <clears throat> in all of his power, was able to easily turn the blow, and Damon knew that this next fight, he'd have to pull out all the stops. He would have to completely abandon himself to recklessness and... He is ready for this challenge. The uh, rift lying uh, open in front of him, like the most kind of inviting welcome mat you could even imagine. Except it's horrible. Hugh, looking at the torn rift in the ground below them, knowing that their next battlefield will be Arath's Academy, in all likelihood, uh, pauses. Thinking of the potential dangers that could lie there, for a while, uh, we knew this battle was potentially suicidal, uh, not knowing all the forces would be arrayed against us. We at least knew the battlefield that we would be fighting on. However, in this case, uh, we are going. We are going. We are following the beast into its den, as it were. And looking about the battlefield, the their allies still battling against the thralls, knowing that turning back now is. An impossibility, and the battle must be finished. And he steals himself for the conflict ahead. Very nice. Aurora! Aurora feels a sense of satisfaction, knowing that they've uh, prevented many deaths this day. But there's still one more thing that needs to be done, and that is justice must be served. And she's not about to let Araf run off into his academy to hole up for another thousand years before he gets to try again. She's ready to go through there and might out justice as only on just a sheer of Bahamut can. No crown. Red. No backsies. 
Ren, um, Ren's a little nervous because he's got his hand jammed into the uh, into the into the ground, holding the portal open. That fight just kicked the crap out of him, and he knows that they've got to go in there and keep on fighting. He's not going to get a very long break or anything because they got to keep him on the run. But uh, if this is going to be the end, it will be a glorious end. Mm, you're here. Yeah. No one will ever, yeah. Even if we fail, no one will fault us for well, just of this for, for only giving us or for only giving half yeah. our efforts. And at least Brandis will live on to tell the tale. <laughs> I'll remember all of you. I don't think you have to So Ren is just kind of sitting there on the ground, kind of you know psyching himself up, getting ready to jump into what, for all he knows, this could be the last time he sees the blue of the skies and. You know, the grass beneath his feet and stuff like that. The charred well, bloody grass. For a moment. Who wants to describe one of the surviving NPCs and what's going on in their minds? Eric. As <clears throat> Heptos strides oh. tall over the battlefield, crushing, crushing uh, the life... Dr. Manhattan. Absolutely. I mean, un- unstoppable in his lack of rage. Uh, crushing uh, uh, opponents uh, with without hesitation or reserve, a man who truly knows at his core what is at stake. Where where the odds and the enormity of the situation just completely are beyond any of us. Happens to someone who is all too familiar with uh, the, the the timeline and the and the kind of like macro forces at work. And so from this kind of place of of surety and kind of like awareness. He uh, he unleashes the uh, he unleashes all of his mighty powers upon uh, the opponents here, wiping them uh, from the battlefield. And as he turns to us, he sees the rift open and senses what is next, and knows that he will have to command the forces once again as the five of us take our leave of the battlefield. Very nice, there. Who's got the next NPC remaining NPC? What is remaining? Kaz, definitely. Yeah, I want to explain Kaz. Explain Kaz is mine. Kaz is on top of the on top of the ship, wheeling the wheel back and forth, still avoiding the um, the forces up up in the air. Who um, the, such chaos is going on that even when people are freed from their mind control, it's not just a sudden, oh, I'm okay, kind of thing. Falling off their horses. They're still they're either falling off their horses, or they're in the middle of being attacked by numerous armies. And so there's still much to do, and much blood will be shed. This above ground. And in this world. Um. The last time PC is? Yeah, Nashir and Latano, I think they were on the chopping block as well, potentially. Mm-hmm. You played them. Ashir and Latano are a pair of Genasi brothers who will never part from each other's company again after that horrible idea back in uh, High Amaskar. And they are basically doing the the fastest acrobatics slash slaying everyone around them routine that anyone has ever seen. It's kind of a combination of uh, tag team wrestling 
meets uh, magic meets. <laughs> One guy stabs the guy. He stabs it. Like, the other like, scary, like, oh, the blade's in me, but I'm still gonna get and you. And then the other like, guy comes around from behind, and they're tag- they're having a great time. To them, this is this is play. This is fun for them because they're they're doing what they do best, which is defending the thunderstrike on the ground. Keeping the bunch of mages. <laughs> Nice. Is that all the remaining ones? There's oh, there are, there are a ton. There's, 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 there's a ton of people. There's, there's uh, Solden. There's uh, Was Panthere? Kusio Kim. Who's Kusio again? Kusio he's, the, the bard. he's the, the bard. He's oh, the current right. king of Mayamaskar. He's Maya the Maya king of Mayamaskar. He, right. he couldn't be stopped. His, yeah. his, his uh, bard senses forced him to come. So he's hiding in the corner writing all of them. No, he's not. He's not in the corner. No. He's a bard. What's he is. He, doing? he is he doing? in the thick of it. He is absolutely uh, inspiring the troops to battle, telling songs uh, of the greatest battles that have ever been fought. Raunchy knowing that the one he is in currently is greater than any that he has ever heard of. Absolutely. All right, Casey. Not a bench player. War is raging around you, Ren. Your hand is currently inside this hole, and. You expected to have like some sort of pressure keeping it there, you know, like a door stop holding a door closed. But in fact, there is no pressure. It you can move your hand freely in and out, and it's very bizarre because there's kind of still a stale smelling air coming out of the hole. And meanwhile, wind is whipping through the battlefield with the smells of fire and blood, and sirens in the distance. Singing women who want to lure you to the <laughs> <laughs> Ren yells to the others and says, It's now or never. Aurora's already with you. Who's going in first? Damon grabs a soldier nearby and he says, Soldier, what is your name? The soldier says, My name is Carbon Valens. He says, Lieutenant Valens, you tell him to keep fighting. You just got And not stop until we get back because we're going in. Pushes the guy away. Dives through the hole. Ren follows him. Aurora follows him. Ren literally dives because his hand was in there and he just falls forward, ducks and rolls, and drops it. Alright. Undaunted, you each leap into the churning portal of white light as it forms a fissure across the bloodstained battlefield. Engulfed in the white light, you see little of your companions or surroundings as you are unceremoniously deposited on the ground of a The white light fades. The demiplane in which you find yourself has doubtless, doubtlessly been crafted to wrath's exacting standards. A sky of dusky red swirls chaotically above you as blackened clouds swirl in a hurricane-like vortex above the academy of spire which juts up on the horizon. You stand on hundreds of slate tiles, each engraved with an intricate arcane sigil, which seems to correspond to various locations in Faerun. All around you, the ground is broken and warped, manifesting jagged shards of obsidian and bloodstone jutting out at different angles. You see the academy on the horizon there. Do we shoot each other? I yeah. Think so. You're all there. 
Damon lands kind of softly and kind of crouches down a little bit. His cloak's flapping a little bit in the wind as he surveys the strange terrain. Very quiet. You know, the stale air kind of... He looks up and he says, Strange weather in these parts. I would have preferred a more vibrant greeting party. Ren looks around and says, You know... I would have expected more from a wrath. This is kind of... I don't think he expected to be followed. Weird? He did taunt I, us a bit. Saying, ha-ha, well, you even can't if he get did, me. No, when I said I expected more, I didn't mean there would be forces out here to meet us. I mean, he created a weird demiplane. This place is not what I would have expected a wrath's hangout to look like. I mean, the, his shop was rather colorful. The sigils... Kind of all, all broken and and kind of like jagged. Damon kind of kicks one of them, but stubs his toe. And he's like, ah, this. Uh, I wonder if it's even if it's even holding together. Perhaps this place is breaking apart right underneath us. Damon, drop a sweat, drops down and hisses. So the ambient heat of this place suddenly lurches from oppressive to unbearable. So you're not left wondering why for long. Out of the dark clouds above you bursts a massive creature covered in lustrous crimson scales. Red dragon, whose wings cause searing blasts of air with each flap as it lands in an earth-shattering quake. The dragon! Yeah, use the middle one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's about time. <laughs> Maybe the transition. Boom! Well, I guess we should put him out here. Ah. We can just turn the camera. Yeah, we'll just put him out. To the ca- we'll just put him in front of the camera. <laughs> the ground beneath you. Uh, the ground beneath it instantly turns white hot, and as this massive dragon turns to gaze on you, there is no doubt in your mind of its intent. Who's reacting first? Charges in. Brandis! As soon as you step forward, a resounding crack of lightning splits the sky as a burst of energy escapes the portal behind you. The dragon rears up, snapping its jaws in anger as a blur of golden feathers zooms over your head, slamming into the bulk of the red dragon with a violent explosion of energy. More lightning sparks down around you as a huge gold dragon grapples. Red beast. About damn time. <laughs> Ren looks at the gold dragon and yeah. whispers quietly, pretty sure I could have handled it. <laughs> Stupid paladins. <laughs> you know, I had forgotten he was coming. What now? Damon does need a fraction more of encouragement. He's hot on Brandis' trail. Uh, everyone roll a d20. I'll roll that d20. I'll take 10. Okay, what'd you get? 10. What'd you get? 8. 16. 11. 15. Okay, you're the gold dragon, you're the red dragon. It's gonna be kind of a mini skill challenge, just one roll each. But tell me, you're using one of your skills that's representing the gold dragon's I'm so glad I have to go against the power. 
Life perfect! <laughs> Sam, yes. what action is the gold dragon taking? Now, you're going against one of uh, Lincoln's character's skills, but again, this is the, the dragon doing this thing. Don't give him hints. Just take a dive, man. <laughs> take a dive. Take a dive. Now, you might want to be careful. Uh, I mean, use your highest skill, of course. Yes. But it's up to you. Um. What's this gold dragon? Kill him, Borkai! This gold dragon. Uh, lunges in to basically get the red dragon's attention away from the heroes who it is vowed to aid in their time of moment, and then steps back and takes a moment to weigh the outcome of this coming battle. For dragons, mighty foes, age has a lot to do with it and experience, and power, and strength. And so he tests to see just who is he up against. Alright. Go ahead and roll. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, 7 plus 5 is 12, plus 20 is 32. That's gotta be more than that. What's your skill? It's 25 plus 17. 25 is 35, 30, 42. 42. What skill are you using? Perception. Nice. Versus, what's the red dragon doing? Intimidate. The red dragon, obviously, doesn't even flinch when the gold dragon lands and, you know, begins to, you know, step forth. The red dragon just, you know, sticks its head forward, extends its wings to their full, you know, full length, and just gives out the most thunderous roar and uh, fire out of his mouth. It actually melts the obsidian on the ground in front of him as he he just starts clawing at the ground. Definitely not scared by this gold dragon at all. And that's going to be a... (laughs) 34 Intimidate. 34. You can ask the best. So lucky I rolled a two. <laughs> All right. That was a two? Yeah, that was a two. What did you get? 17. Their tails are swiping wildly as both creatures struggle for an opening. Wings flap violently, stirring up all manner of embers and molten debris beneath them. And as Bork... Borkad? Borkad. Borkad takes advantage of an opening and tears a claw down the chest of his opponent. Fuck yeah. He hurriedly looks in your direction and bellows, Don't you have something to finish? He's so bossy! Okay, are you guys staying here or are you going no. towards the academy? No, we're going to the academy! Gamma says, I would love to watch an epic dragon fight. Tear his head off! <laughs> but <laughs> so save me like, some scales! Oh, uh, can you <laughs> it fucking runs off. Can you put one counter by Barkad? Yeah, put one counter by Barkad. He has one Put one counter so by Barkad. Let's move them. Yeah, put them over here. And, and we can actually probably take this guy off. Yeah. Something like that. I'll let I'll let the DM handle that. Well, let me go ahead and build a profile for me, thanks. Cool. Whoa, Barkad! There we go. Potion for Barkad. Just... Not yet. Oh, I see. Okay. You charge towards the academy, darting around these strange, jagged rocks, sticking up like abstract sculptures. The academy's exterior 
appears to be rendered from the same rock which dominates the terrain of Arath's realm. Jagged and knife-like shards of stone layer over one another, as though the building itself were thrust up out of the earth. <coughs> you find a small, neglected passageway at the base of the structure, which seems to imply that physical entrances and exits are more of an afterthought for the architect. The passageway leads into a grand octagonal foyer. <laughs> foyer. Completely smooth and unlike its foreboding outer shell. A great expanse of polished black marble reflects each red-purple torch fixed to the wall. And as you enter, any sounds, although there's occasional, uh, Roars from the dragons. Most of the sounds are quiet. In fact, it's a creepy, a too quiet, sort of quiet. Like it's here. not echoing the right way that it yeah, should. Your footsteps. Sometimes they echo. Sometimes they don't. And sometimes the echo is delayed. Oh. As if it is someone following you instead of your own. Ooh, footsteps. that's creepy. Do not want. That drives you a little haywire. Creepy. You would go I'm like, what? Who's that? The perception. It takes him a, a, a bit to get used to. Well, you know, he doesn't get used to. It. He just sort of gets used to the chaos, essentially. You actually recognize this room faintly as the place where the Red Champion earned his place as a Wrath's primary agent. I remember that vision. Well. Yeah, a man. flash of Baden's memory completes the scene for a moment. For a split second, you can hear the sound of spells firing and swords clashing. With a shake of your head, the sounds are gone, fading back into the past. The silence of this chamber is interrupted violently as the entire tower shudders. A small fissure has formed on the floor about two feet in length, marring the once perfect marble. Aside from the passage you entered from, there appears to be one exit, an ornately framed portal with fixed points, causing it to form the shape of an elegant archway. Sputter sightly before establishing itself once again. Damon kind of uh, slowly paces up to the uh, this fissure on the floor, Careful. kind of hunkers down, pulling out his dagger and kind of like poking at it, poke checking at it. When you put your, your dagger into the fissure, actually it vanishes from view. Even though you can see the point where your dagger goes in, it's as if your dagger stops existing once it goes through here. Mm-hmm. Trying to look through the fissure at the same time. Your eyes cannot focus on anything. You have no idea how deep, how wide, or what can be inside it. Even though you're staring right at it, it is as if it doesn't register on your mind. Around the fissure, you see the elegant marble, which is kind of built in all sorts of intricate patterns. As you see, the, the intricate patterns are slowly turning just a blank white, and you almost see them kind of slightly unraveling into the air. Damn, mm-hmm. like... Hmm. Rubs his eyes and kind of shakes his head a little bit. What's happening, Ren? And says, yeah, he looks around and he says, Ren or Hugh, like, one of you guys need to look at this. It's just making my head hurt. Yeah, stop looking at it. And gets up and kind of backs off a little Ren bit. Ren walks over to it and kind of, like, gets down low and <clears throat> examines some of the magic that's going on with it and kind of looks Ren, around the room. Ren, you take a look at it. You don't necessarily see the same thing Damon did. You see the, the patterns... Going away, you see the fissure, but inside, your your highly trained uh, arcane mind recognizes that there's nothing physical to look at, but instead, 
the arcane side of your mind takes over, and instead of nothingness, you see patterns of arcana, the, the kind of weave mm-hmm. that, that builds up all the, the magic of the universe. But the patterns are all askew. It's as if, if it, this were, mag- or this were uh, numerical equations, there'd be numbers missing, causing the entire equation to unravel. Mm. Am I able to in fill terms. in the missing <laughs> numbers as you... No. As it, for our analogy. Yeah. Uh, this is the... Whatever. Someone else's equation, and you you kind of watch in this pattern as as the the magical kind of um, behind the scenes structure of just is slowly unraveling, and and it might be just a little thread magic. Sometimes it appears to be something that really supports it. When one of those kind of unravels, the the whole room shakes again. Ren says, <clears throat> Ren says, there's something happening here. I think, I think. Arath may be losing control of his academy. Yeah, things like, are all the more reason to hurry dancing up. Dancing on the things ground, looks <coughs> up a couple feet and it's like, "What's happening to the floor?" Is it, things are. Is it, it going to fall apart? Ren yeah. says the the arcane weave of this place is breaking down. I think we need to uh, finish what we need to do here and get out soon before <laughs> before we lose That's any an chance idea of getting I think back. We can all get any idea how much time we have? Not very long. You feel the room shaking? Every time that happens, it's breaking down a little more. Minutes or hours? Let's assume minutes. Ren says, it's hard to tell because I can only look at... I mean, it's like looking at a house that might be like falling over in an earthquake, but I can only see this much of the wall. This much of the wall is pretty jacked up. But I don't know (laughs) what the rest of the house is doing. Okay, good point. Dim looks over at the portal. It's kind of like sputtering over then he's like, Bottom line is, let's Bottoms not mess up. around. <laughs> I guess tick, so. tick, 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 tick. And he runs over to the portal and gives one look back at you guys. Like, are we ready to do this? Through the portal. You step through the portal. There's a the sensation that now you're used to passing through a, a magical threshold. Where you realize yeah, that you're not necessarily it. stepping into another uh, a physical space one step away. The step could be feet, it could be miles, it could be, be stepping out onto like time the, zones like even. this way. Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. uh, you you step into a library. Um, this is a library whose walls go up for what almost for a moment looks like miles. Um, there are even strange creatures flying up in the mists and clouds that collect at the tops. Um, the floor, again, is marble in intricate, strange patterns that almost seem to kind of move before you. And you see terrible, terrible things inside it. This is definitely a pattern of nightmares. But, again, you notice the patterns are starting to fade. Another terrible shape hits the, the, the entire room. And books fall to the floor, but when they open, their pages are blank, and in fact, begin to dissolve as if by age, right before your eyes. Uh, Occasionally, on this this huge bookshelf, a book will suddenly just explode outwards into pages, but before they even reach the ground, they've dissolved into dust. Um, Just carved into the bookshelves are doorways, hallways, uh, portals, windows, looking into outdoor scenes or inside gardens. This is truly a maze. Getting through to find Wrath is going to be a skill challenge. 
This is a... You're going to have to help me with the terminology here. Okay. A, a two-round skill challenge. Okay, so we're... And do I tell them about the surges? Once? Yeah. yeah, just tell us what's at stake. 40 surges. All right. Woo! Oh, boy. Lord have mercy. It's also a 40, 40 space one. Right. Okay, 40 space, so 40 surges. It starts here. Oh. It goes around the outside all the way to right there. Okay. So, all right, we'll start. This is the first space? That's the first space. Okay. So okay, not, before so we get started there, with that, doors. everyone roll a d20. Whee! Mm. Yes. Oh. Seventeen. Seventeen. Fourteen. Eighteen. Fifteen. <clears throat> oh my gosh. You two again. You got seventeen, you got... Eighteen. Oh, Eighteen? You're the gold dragon again. <laughs> now, you can't use perception uh-huh. again. Okay. And the red dragon can't use intimidate again. Doesn't matter. Oh no. Uh, Alright. Okay. Yeah, throw ahead... Gold Dragon. Uh, what's my next time? Come on, Let's Sam. <laughs> Do this! I got, I'm, I'm kind of a one-trick pony, so no. let's see how this turns out. You're not a single Red's Gold Dragon? You have many golds to you. I've seen the paint job. Yes, there are There are golds. many golds. I has many golds. Um, let's go ahead and roll it. So, Come on, Sam! So the gold skill checks, I can't Look do actual up, powers. Sam. No, just go down. You want to use your powers? I want to so You want to bad. blow dailies to fuck over yeah. me? Yes. Got it. This I'm is the only it. PvP link we'll ever get. People <laughs> <laughs> knock past this chat. You leave it all on the table! Okay, if we're back. Take... Camera cuts back to the dragon. If I can take out more God, it's all <laughs> So far, the red is looking worse for wear. Uh, but if you know anything about dragons, it's like their physical... Uh, appearance doesn't always represent the power they have inside. In fact, all the cuts on them, fire itself is leaking through. Just white hot flames. Wow. The gold dragon, seeing that his opponent is a tricky one to attack and has to choose his his spot carefully, um, engages and keeps his blows at bay, looking for an opportunity to strike. Using fury. Rolls a 20. Nice. What's your total? Yeah. 43. Ooh. Lincoln. <laughs> so, no. Hey, hey, there are many golds on this dragon. <laughs> the red dragon, seeing this, immediately cowers a bit and says, Enough! I yield. I beg for mercy. Take... Take my horde! Do not... Uh, I will, I will leave this place at once. The yellow dragon, or the gold dragon, then, you know, walked up to him to further address him. But the red dragon is a tricky son of a gun. Leaps up and slashes at the gold dragon's, at the gold dragon's face and breathes fire at it as it attaches its jaws to the throat of the yellow nice. dragon. We're going to do a diplomacy check on that. <laughs> is that a bluff? Or? Oh, whatever. He can roll whatever he fucking wants. He, be- he begged him first. Yeah. He begged ahead. and then lied. I love how a red dragon's diplomacy 45. is just a human. Oh, oh, oh. oh, no! So the, the, the red dragon grabs him by his throat, and after making those slashes in his throat, breathes fire, and the fire actually goes out the gold dragon's mouth as oh, well. Oh, no! So, red dragon has a point. Gold dragon has a point right now. They're, they're tied. 
Yeah, let's hope somebody else rolls instead of me, because I got shit for skills next time. Uh-oh. Okay. And uh, right now, uh, for, for the gold dragon, yes, no one else can use perception or thievery. Okay. And for the red dragon, no one else can use um, diplomacy or... intimidate or diplomacy. Okay. Got history locked down, guys. <laughs> 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 can totally work. Yeah. Anything can work. Okay. Uh, so now let's get back father. to this skill challenge. Uh, so do you want to put your your miniatures? In well, basically, the... yeah, we we start here, I guess, and then we'll move on right? the board to mark. Yeah, as we roll, Miss Brun. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, and you need to use uh, okay. the um for me the rightmost. So you're gonna help uh, describe this academy, but imagine right. almost uh, to to, to so, kind of point to something yeah. pop culture. Think almost like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> everything is just kind of yeah de-existing. We're little babies under a table Existing. in the kitchen. And also, um, I will give Kevin points to uh, Ooh, points. to additions to this academy that make it seem especially horrific, okay. or or well, not even horrific, but but you know the the work of a rat. <laughs> All right, who's going first here? Do we go around? It's kind of whoever volunteers. I'll go first. Okay. Idea. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh. As, as Daemon uh, kind of like reels from the conundrum of this disintegrating library, he, he peers for a moment to one of the windows in, in the nearest bookshelf, and he sees the top half of Skyclave in many pieces floating slowly outside like a giant satellite, kind of pieces broken off the initial, the initial slice of, uh, of the mighty spell that removed it from the material plane and brought it to this world, kind of having kind of marred its foundations, <coughs> and, and it is mostly hung together, but as it is just kind of floated and bobbed in like this, in this kind of strange space, it is uh, kind of like a, a grim testament to the, uh, the powers that brought the High, Mask- my High Mascari here. Despite this kind of grim monolith of the, of the tragic history of this locale, Damon is inspired by, the, by its flying nature, and he decides... To the skies, and in a in a stunning display of uh, acrobatic uh, prowess, he begins. He he takes his swords and leaps into the air to carve a path between uh, uh, kind of past these uh, exploding and launching pages. Careful not to let his own flesh intermingle with uh, this, this kind of like whatever this slowly disappearing substance mm-hmm. of Arath's uh, academy. So, just roll it. Roll it. Skill here. Alright, that's good. So that's going to be a 40 uh, athletics as he uh, as he does that. That's the difficulty. Plus that's 10 at least. Plus, I don't 10. Know. plus 10 is 44, right, oh, okay. these days. Yeah. So would you. Would you so I'm not spending any dailies because I only got one left and I'm going to use it for fighting. Um, so that should be three or two, right? <coughs> yes. Because our difficulty, how you succeed, affects how many squares you yeah. can get. Okay, and what's, what's the <laughs> difficulty they're trying to get to? So uh, 34 is... 34 is the best. 25 is 1, 34 is 2, and 44 is 3. Yeah. And Excuse if we me. don't get the easy DC, we go back one? No. Or was that not... No, I don't think he... Well, it would be, no one ever gets it. Below 18. 18 is it's good, basically. Yeah, 18, 25, 34, but then above 34... If we get ten more than the hard DC, is that? That's yeah. That's the idea. There's no going back. There was just 
So okay, is that, is that like three out of forty that you need to get, or or? So basically, we have two rounds. We have ten checks. I see. And however many forward we advance, we lose the difference in surges. And split amongst uh, the group. Split amongst the group as we, we can. Uh, so there's points. forty surges. So you just uh, save so three of them. Two. Two. Only two. Of them. That's right. Okay. Um, cool. Do we? But my question is: So did we have the benefit of a short rest after the last battle, or not? Or because. We there's action points that we that was the second. It would that would have been a milestone because we our first our first thing yeah, our first. That's true. Time. It would have been a milestone. Do you even get? A, I mean, do you, do you you just get action points between encounters? You or? have to have a short rest. You have to have a short rest. We have to. Yeah, Greg didn't tell me anything about that, so I'm gonna say no. Okay. You guys have been on your feet going. Save okay. it for the fight. Save it for the fight. Oh, I mean, there's um, nothing left yeah, in the fight during this. <laughs> yeah, usually. Um, we can use action points and then expend daily, I think just attack powers, I can also just daily powers, um, to add that level of the power to the roll. I see. Um, I'm s- and I'm sorry if I miss this, what's at stake? 40, 40 surges. surges. 40 surges. Okay. I think you've got a total of, of 10 checks. Yes. Right? But yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so now we've got 9 more. Is there no more, way, right? mathematically, for us to succeed and not lose any? Um, ten checks. Everybody hits oh, three. That's thirty. Yeah, and so that's assuming everyone rolls that and doesn't we'll blow any. Probably lose twenty at least. Yeesh. Well, well maybe, I think we'll I have a buttload of surges. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is we all, we don't people aren't going to be spending action points or dailies probably. So uh, I don't have a lot I'm, left. I, mean, I, I, I would gladly spend a daily, but um, I'm saving my daily. I'm. And we'll got saved. All lined up. All right. Who's next? Don't send your dailies. Okay. I have one. Aurora um, will go next. I think I get one technically. Yeah. We're, we're okay. So as the yeah. corridor <laughs> kind of shifts and warps in, in very strange ways as we're walking down the the corridor, Aurora has to be extremely careful because some of the um, big blocks of stone are kind of coming into existence and then going out again. It's like they can't quite decide. It's almost as if there's something moving through the corridor that we can't see that's kind of phasing them in and out, and uh, the stone doesn't react very well to it. When it comes back into existence, it's a little bit um, brittle and uh, dangerous to step on, so she uses her dungeoneering skill to make sure that she's stepping on the safe blocks and not the dangerous, going to disintegrate the second you step on them blocks. Yeah. Uh, That is a three... Four. 34, 34 exactly. so that's two more. So two Four. more if you would like to move over onto the... Just barely. Snazzy. Nice. Right there. Very nice. Cool. Okay, remember, dungeon. what you're describing doesn't have to be the library. You guys are moving kind of continually through this area. Gotcha. All right, who's next? Um, oh, go for it. Miranda! Hurrah! Mouth full of blood. Mo- we're moving through quickly. It is not just, oh, look at that, oh, look at that. Library, check. Barracks, check. check. We're running through. Hospital, check. check. <laughs> we get into this hallway. We said this was a world partly to terrify people who are not here, who, who are here, who are not supposed to. Partly the nightmarish side of a wrath that is no doubt just gone insane. And partly, we're starting to see... Not under his control. It's falling apart. I mean, maybe that nightmarish side is worsened because of the chaos. We pass by a hallway where we look down 
and see a woman covered in blood. And as soon as she makes eye contact with Daemon, she just begins to scream in in fear and agony, and it and it's Daemon freaks out. He freaks out. Freezes Daemon in his in his tracks because he does not know how to. It was just respond a, to this. It's such just, an overwhelming emotional reaction. And where is she standing? Uh, down a hallway. We're basically walking down a hallway. Right, what's this hallway? Like is this doorway. like an ordinary hallway? Is there something around here? Paintings of the most vile and grotesque nice. kind of like scenes in history, but with an Arathian twist as as all all the heroes uh, in these Arathian. paintings are portrayed as mighty arcane sorcerers with a rat's face, and all, and all of the, all of the villains are the, the many uh, enemies and, and obstacles he has defeated on his way to kind of total control of Both his Both of those had to rat scariness. Here's a Kevin point. Here's a Kevin point. Those will have a use later. Brandis, seeing that Dam- Ren is a man he can carry, Daemon is not a man that he simply just picks up. Brandis is the only way to keep moving. Is just to cover it up. He grabs a massive bookcase and grunts as he pulls and knocks it over in front of the door, simply blocking. You can still hear her screaming. But... She is no longer staring at us. Mother of bitch. As if her, her vision is burning through the books. The books uh, that would have silhouetted her. Basically, silhouette is appearing in the books as if red ink is blotting through the pages. Yeah. Yeah. Living nightmare. Horrific. Renis athletics check? I can never tell what that means. It's often bad. It's, it's extreme. That's a critical success. Boom! I can never tell! Bring in just a 40, so I don't quite... Okay. I'm not the skill, so... Two, 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 two is delicious, two. but, um, yeah. Savory. Boom, so 40. Boom! Oh. It knocks it over. Make it's just gone! Nobody makes me bleed my blood. So. Oh, by the way, that shirt's not lost on me. I appreciate you suiting oh. up for this. Totally. I was looking at that, too. Okay, so. Huh. As we're making our way through the buildings and stuff. We come to... It's not a courtyard, but it's just a kind of a gap between two buildings. Um, so we open the doors and before us you know, there's just a little, like a breezeway before the next building. But in this breezeway, there are there's just, the, the air appears to be wavy, almost like, like heat waves. To the untrained eye, you guys look at it and you can tell there's something wrong, but... You look to Ren anyways, just to make sure. Ren can see, through the arcane weave, that this is an area that is super jacked up. And yeah. passing through it may not be the wisest thing to do. However, we don't really have any other alternative. There's no other way to go. So Ren <coughs> makes the tough choice and says, Just hold your breath and run, we'll be okay. Hold your breath? He had to come up with some reason. Hold your breath and run. We'll be okay. We're going to do a bluff check on that. <laughs> I love it. Convincing the party to do dangerous things. 45. That's par for the course. Yeah! That's a triple. 45. Yay. Nice. So, so just while nice. these guys are running through, what's happening to them? Uh, as they <laughs> run through, um, you can see, like, Damn, as, Bra- as Brandis runs through, suddenly you just see him, like, boom, get smashed to the side from nothing. Uh, you <laughs> He's know, holding his breath. Hugh sees Brandis just get smacked by apparently nothing and kind of does like a dive to get through. Ren can see, you know, the arcane things bouncing around and is able to maneuver his way through without getting hit by anything. 
But, you know, Aurora... Go, and the, the... You know, her her armor... Is getting her armor is getting, like, compressed and pulled Ow! apart, like, almost with magnetic forces as she goes through, you know, so... so boom! It hurts really, here, hurts really bad here because it got punched in, and then boom! It gets stretched out on her chest, and, and she goes through, and... Um, have I missed anyone? Damon. Daemon tries to go through... Dissolving and coming back together and... Daemon tries to go through as he just gets shocked by 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 energy and electricity that he can't even see. Usually he's one with lightning, but um, this this is foreign to him as he just gets pelted with bolt after bolt of, of shocks and electricity that are even too much for him to handle. Corrupt. But the group makes it through to the other nice. side. Okay. That's great. They turn around and look at him, and he says... You all held your breath, right? See, we made it. <laughs> that was like bleeding from their nose. And yeah. all. <laughs> so many dense all, right, all right, we're down to 31. Prince of Pals, you know. Okay. All right. Uh, Hugh. It's not that much. As we are traversing, we come to a hallway which appears to have been, uh, well, is the barracks of the place. Although the disturbance in this area are somewhat strange. They seem to be... Uh, it is though as a, a loose contact is flicking back and forth with the equations in this area. And so there are, like, tiny pinpricks of blackness which, like, expand ever so slowly and then burst wide open into just voids of nothingness and then slowly shrink back down. And it takes a clean eye. And all along this hallway is doorways to barracks which are slowly being blinked in and out of existence. And you can see Arath's followers... Uh, inside, slowly um, butchering themselves while this is going on. Either being driven mad by dri- by being dropped in and out of existence repeatedly, or perhaps something of the mind control has worn off and they have opted to take their own lives to escape They're the hell they find themselves that's in. That's Sam. That, that is very <laughs> grim. There you go. Remember, the grimmer is no like suicide. No one likes suicide. Um, Wait, the grimmer is winning us... Uh-huh. I think that makes the wrath seem even more evil. That was a wonderful description, but made Ren seem a little more evil. In fact, <laughs> it did make Ren seem a little more evil. I don't, I don't want your pity point. <laughs> take your pity point back. Uh, I'm going to two of them with my next explanation. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Hugh, a sharp eye out, is able to like, uh, see these tiny pinpricks just before they void and is able oh, to... Uh, I don't want to disappear. Guide the party through this hallway uh, safely. Hopefully, fourteen, probably. Let's see. That's uh, that's a thirty-nine. That's 39. two. All right. right. Ain't too far. Look at us going through that corridor like a champ. Okay. No one's getting. All right. Everyone, roll a d twenty. Woohoo! Right. Back to the dragon fight. Ah. Someone oh, roll oh, high. Yeah. And do it again. Seven. Woohoo! Roll a nine. Eleven. Hey. Five. Seventeen. Oh, right, gold dragon! <laughs> I don't want okay, to play gold who's, dragon. You're gold dragon. Who's red dragon? I don't want to. She's the second highest. I oh, think. Okay, yep. She's eleven. Woo! Sorry, like it. Gold dragon. dragon Got what are you doing? Hair carry. <laughs> <That's>, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the gold dragon oh, cannot see. use perception or thievery. I'm the, I'm the red, red dragon. dragon cannot use intimidator diplomacy. Alright. The so gold cool. dragon. Go ahead, Borkai, give me what you got. Suffering so greatly from that last blow from the red dragon. Decides. Okay. And, and, and decides 
he needs to. He's in. He's in pretty bad shape. So he kicks the red dragon off, ripping a chunk of his of his neck off with it. As he steps back a step or two and attempts to heal himself. All right, nice. Oh, heal check. Yes, that's my lowest check. Such a saboteur. Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. Down. You're really sabotaging him. Oh yep. my goodness. He's doing it. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm I gotta play this right. Um The Red Dragon. Oh, don't worry, there's no oh, lock. By wait, the way, wait, the wait, first wait. one to get to five points five after points at wins. the end of a round. Because we're going one by one. Uh wins. If if they both reach five points, it's sudden death. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. So Do we know what happens? The red dragon. Greg's not here. Going all the way with this. Oh God. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, Dragons no. do not fight if do it we, is not to the. Well, but here's the interesting question, though. Will the winner of this somehow affect what happens with our battle with the rat? Oh, yes. Hey, too late. I gotta say, sabotaging the character you're playing. Not the best. Not cool. I don't know. Could be kind of cool. I don't care. Who says Ren? Is he gonna go with? You know, play him as he would play. Well. I mean, I'm I'm gonna play like I'm a red dragon, so red dragon's Dude. gonna fuck you. Right, right, right. You're a red dragon. Hey, gold dragon trying to heal himself. Red his scales are growing loves, back over his neck. Loves what this puny gold dragon bitch is trying to heal in the middle of their fight, showing extreme weakness. Pounces on him instantly, pushing him really hard down into these jagged, uh, twisted spikes, and they just get puncturing. Both his wings kind of pinning him to the ground as the dragon just starts clawing over and over on this uh, exposed uh, belly. Natural 20. Um, oh, oh my gosh. So that's a. I'm using Dungeoneering because he's like picking uh. the right spot to push him down onto. That's a 45. Bam! Dun- Sorry, Borkod. I can't give This up. dragon just is. Yeah, the red dragon? Okay, oh, there we go. Bloodletting nice. over and over again. Come on, Borkod! Come on, Borkod! You can do it! Says Aurora. I need those dragon dragon scales to complete my collection. So, and then oh, he just, don't be a pussy. Just insult to injury b- blows fire on the spikes that, that are sticking out, so that when they melt, they kind of are pinning them to the ground because it's kind of expanding down onto the wings. We're gonna do one more round of this. Everyone roll a d twenty. All yes. right, one more round of this. <laughs> oh, oh so low. Six. Eighteen. Seventeen. Fourteen. Nineteen. Oh. <laughs> How much you get? A six. Six. Okay. again, same thing. Ren can decide. Highest roll decides which dragon they want to do now. Alright. I want to play Red Dragon. Alright. <laughs> then I don't have to. Okay, Red Dragon. <laughs> I was gonna, I felt bad, so I would have actually played the Gold I Dragon well. well. But if I get to pick, I'll play the Red Dragon. Red Dragon cannot do Intimidate, Diplomacy, or Dungeoneering. Okay. Are you the Gold? No, I rolled 17. Okay, you rolled highest. Okay. I'm, I'm doing. Dragon. I'm taking red. Time okay. for more content. Okay. So go ahead. Back. Okay. Um. <clears throat> the red dragon, as uh, the gold dragon is, the final is uh, as the gold dragon is, you know, sitting there tending to its wounds really quickly. Suddenly, the red dragon splits itself into what the hell is it doing? Four red dragons. It's not really doing that, is it? Oh, it's really doing. Oh god, that. it's the magic. Splits itself into four red dragons that surround the gold dragon, <coughs> and in its moment of weakness, 
pulls a power play and all breathe fire on it from all directions no! at the same time. It's going to be a 39 Arcana. It's pretty all good. Right. Responded Vu Sibu Plague. 39 Arcana. Bam, bam. I can do diplomacy because it's Gold uh, Dragon. Gold Dragon can okay, do diplomacy. Cool. Diplomacy is going to happen. He's just going to start berating this guy. Basically being like, you're a, you're a pathetic excuse for a dragon. I, I think you should just end this fight right now because when it when push comes to shove, good will always triumph over evil. And I'm going to kill you. Because he rolls another natural 20. Uh, Game time. Oh, the dice are good to me. That's a 44. Oh, 44. Bam. And as he just pauses for just a moment... Um, Borkod's able to get back up and, uh... And finish kind of, like, the healing and, and everything? And finish the healing completely, and he's looking pretty good. And oh. perhaps that, uh, demotivates <clears throat> the, yeah. uh, Red Dragon a little bit. Being emotionally and, and visibly, uh, unsettled by the righteousness of, uh, two and two. Bahamut. Two and two. Two and two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Top of the I really, I can't do any more though, guys. Seriously. Twisted Academy. (laughs) That was. I know. I'm burned. I've like burned through most of my good skills. (laughs) It keeps going, you guys. It's gonna be awesome because they're just gonna be down. They're winded. Nature versus versus streetwise. (laughs) Break it up! Break it up, guys. Okay, who's going next? Look, man. Let's talk about this. Whatever. You have a growth on your foot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damon. Uh, back to me. Of course, I'm ready for this. <laughs> Meanwhile, through the twists and turns of uh, of this arcane tower, they find themselves haplessly kind of directed through the torture chamber of a wrath. This place, not by any means uh, an, an ordinary torture chamber full of spikes and iron maidens, but really, but more kind of the sterile and kind of surgical uh, arena of kind of masters of pain. You see uh, arcane implements and kind of very small and kind of and delicate tools laid out in very in, in precise and and kind of sparkling patterns uh, next to next to kind of next to very ornately carved and ruined platforms where surely the vilest of tortures have taken place. And how do you know this? Simply because of the dried blood that covers the entire ground uh, uh, of this of this area, and the screams of every single victim that had ever been tortured in this room continue to <clears> echo <throat> endlessly off the walls. That's the final touch there, the Getty Kevin point. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Damn it. I haven't been able to throw these in a while, Damn. <clears throat> I have to ask the group real quick. Do I go for the more more uh, the, the the kind of safe two or do I take a gamble and have a skill that's higher but not a reroll I can get the three it's I w- on the on the gamble I'll get a two on an, on an eight but I on 17 or above I can get a three what would Damon do it's of course take a gamble he said he's all in WWDD Damon is about to take a, a step into this uh, into this chamber <clears throat> when he realizes that this place was never designed to be operated by any sort of human, but that this this chamber operates as a, a sentient entity, a sentient entity uh, on its own. And Daemon knows that anyone to disturb the screams of the victims will fall prey to the uh, the torture chamber 
uh, as it works its way on on any trespasser, <clears throat> Daemon puts on his mask emblazoned with the symbol of the cold moon, nice. and like a uh, like a ghost in the dead of night, passes tries to pass through undetected. Ooh, close. Um, it's only gonna be a thirty forty one. Not gonna make it. Close. It's a twofer. It is a twofer. And uh Damon with uh with extreme oh you know, as as quiet as the wind, even quieter, is able to uh is able to pass through this room and um <laughs> and just completely smash a control panel on the other side. <laughs> Which uh, which doesn't deactivate uh, the uh, the magic, but releases the screams into uh, into the the room. And for a brief moment, you guys are overcome by uh, by a feeling of panic and terror as the thousands of uh, of, of screams of the victims um, pass kind of echo down the hallways and dissipate into nothing. Finally, freed from their their, their imprisonment. Excellent, nice statement. All right, we're down to twenty seven. Who's next? Uh, you can go. <clears throat> yes. Yes, indeed. Um, as they pass through the other side of the torture area, um, at first the group is slightly confused as they think that this is merely a continuation of it because, again, there are tortured souls everywhere. But a subtle difference is in evidence. This is not the torture uh, section of the building but the hospital area. Uh, clearly this area is probably less often used to heal those who are injured, but more to perform uh, experiments upon uh, the flesh of beings. Melding creatures together, um, seeing what the limitations of life are, the, how, how much... <laughs> Goddamn God. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just how much of a person's body can be removed before they are dead. Oh, there are jars of heads. Just because. What are their heads doing? Because. The heads appear to be screaming soundlessly in their jars. Kind of with this noise as the glass reverberates slightly. Oh. Bubbles? No. Scream yeah. of headless. It's pretty terrible. Um, this area is composed of many, many rooms and seals, all of which are locked. Sev- Securely and are uh, quite difficult to open. In order to keep the speed going quickly, Hugh volunteers, pulling out his uh, magical implement, which he had acquired through many wins ago. He almost doesn't remember where he got it from. Rather, he doesn't. Uh, which he uses as a universal lockpick of sorts. <laughs> Sam, it's the how much of the body you can remove part that absolutely <laughs> creeped me out. There you go. <laughs> Yay! Um... Thievery check. Do you get plus two from skill things for thievery kit? I think it's for lock picking. Lock picking. Sure. Then, then I say take it, man. All right. Well, Ask thievery. Twelve. Not terrible. Uh, that's a thirty-five. That the extra two won't help. So the scream of a disembodied head. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, that's minus two more. Well then, he and then action point. Nice. Because ah. he gets one, because that's part of his thing. Yes. Um, I hadn't thought of the action point. Upon uh, 
upon exiting the medical wing of the area is yet another wing. And this one, perhaps continuation on a theme. This is where those, perhaps, experiments that have been completed. It is a menagerie of sorts of uh, those who have been deemed this was a successful experiment. And you have uh, people who it looks like Several people have been fused together to form one. You have various animals that are now combined together. You have uh, some people... It appears to be what looks like a man who is not entirely there. He seems to have been fused with arcane energy and is now something of an elemental. Um, Others who seem to be fluctuating rapidly in time back and forth, aging and youthening uh, rapidly. Yeah, you've been um, abusing nails oh, for one, nails for one, growing for long one skill challenge. and then shortening. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, yes. like, even, like, <clears throat> curling around. Curling. Uh, these half, creatures, half. some of which appear probably rightly so hostile to any of those who approach, so Hugh uh, <laughs> guides them through being as stealthy as oh, possible God. using stealth. Oh, there's, I mean, that's something. There's a man with his back turned, and as he sneaks by him, he starts to turn around, and then he realizes it doesn't matter it's because he has no face. It's just smooth as he turns towards you, and you see him scream, but the skin is stretched over his jaw. Mm. Oh, creepy. Rath, what is wrong with you? Uh, got the medium, so just an extra one. Okay. 28. Every little bit helps. <clears throat> Alright. As the group continues moving through this wing, um, they get to an area where there are people that aren't disfigured, but you can tell that a rat's mind control, these were the stronger that were able to hold out more. But they still succumbed, and, and Rath and a rat's um, uh, prowess at manipulating the mind um, has left them somewhat crazy as they are chained to the walls and chained to beds, and they're just twitching and screaming and Shivering. crying out. It's, it smells like feces and urine and vomit in this room and and they they scream to us for help. Those that are still conscious enough to do it, the others are just foaming and screaming obscenities and everything and as Ren and the group make their way through the room, oh. he turns around and looks at the uh, poor unfortunate uh, creatures and souls of this wing and mutters under his breath, I'm sure I will be dealing with you all in the not-too-distant future. As he calls oh. down as he calls down oh. all the hellfire nice. he possibly can and purging. sets fire to the entire wing, purging it of all that were living. Done. The stench is almost overpowering as, uh, as the group turns around and continues making their way through the academy. The, it's the description of the smells that got me that way. Anytime you can pull in more senses. Good. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, make your roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you make may want to. Don't even do it, Lincoln. We don't even need one. You're going to roll a uh, 31. thing that gets us a, oh. a 30. 1. 31. Single. Alright. 31. Arcana. That's okay. Arcana. Ooh. Wasn't a great roll. Yeah, yeah happens. This is rough. We're gonna lose a lot of surges at the end of this. Oh, That's true. Brandis. That was charges on. We move through the, all these terrible nightmare hallways, and Hughes. No, 
Aurora's senses are not quite enough as we walk through and a weakened uh, floor tile gives way, seeing that this place is not built like you would think a normal structure, as it gives way and there's not a floor beneath us and not a, not a terrible uh, drop, but it is more of that red, swirling hurricane feel around us. You look down and it is just goes nowhere. It's not so much that it falls forever, but it goes nowhere, almost like a globe that kind of circles everything there. And you see that we realize that as, as Arath has been slowly converting troops into his mindless thralls, as he loses control of this area, whatever containment area they had been kept in stasis has been released, and you see hundreds and thousands of people floating around in the nothingness below, not falling forever because there is no bottom to this demiplane. Suspended. As Aurora falls and holds on to the edge, <clears throat> these people swirling around and just being tossed in the maelstrom of this area, oh, no. a couple of them slam into her and grab on. Ugh. They are not under mind control, and these are not guilty people. They just are desperate. They are desperate, and they scream, Help us! Help! As more and more people... <laughs> slam on and hold on to Aurora enough that even Brandis cannot lift them all. And he, um, with great sadness, takes out his blade and chops at a few of their forearms <laughs> to, to let them fall into the nothingness so he can pull up Aurora. Then part of Wrath's effect is that it forces good men to do terrible things. I hope you're not talking about Brandis, because we know he's not a good <laughs> <laughs> He then... Still, Brandis, that's pushing it for Brandis. That's true. Pulls up Aurora. Yes, this is... Aurora like, wipes off one of the still clutching her... Oh, God. Her, well, the arms <laughs> still kind of, you know, instinctually clutching her ankle. And with endurance, not of the physical type, but of the mental type, to continue on knowing that those people will not be saved no matter what happens to the semi point. A 37. Yes. Another two. Dude, I want to give you props for being able to go through that during while that dissonant jazz, jazz like kicked about out of nowhere. <laughs> like, that was so offbeat. And I'm like, trying to speak through that, it was like, it was hard to listen to you say it. Let's think about that for a while. That was awesome. <sighs> Fortunately, we're cool. really good. Cool what did he get? Cool cool I, I, I was 37. So 37. just two more points. Alright, who's uh, Aurora? Aurora! Okay, I'm gonna tell you, after Aurora's, we're gonna go back to the dragon fight. Okay. And depending on who wins, you're not gonna know who. It's gonna be randomly decided. If one of these not dragons randomly. wins, you get, um, you, you get three more skill checks distributed amongst you guys oh. as you will. Oh my god. Oh, I see. <laughs> so after Aurora's turn, there's a chance to get rid of a, a couple more. Okay. Cool. So Aurora leading the group into um, kind of a the night. what seems like a, a hall slightly wider than most that we've had, but it has apparently no ceiling at all. What's what's there instead is just kind of a a void. There's there's no sky or anything. It's just kind of like if an endless um, cylinder of, of darkness reaching up, but on the sides are full full size mirrors that are all kind of lined up on each side 
And as we cross through the barrier into this room, all the, um, it's almost like walking into a vacuum. There's, there's no sound whatsoever. And you find that if, if you speak, there's no sound coming out of your mouth. There's no sound of footsteps or anything. But what you do hear is a faint um, pounding sound, as if someone were pounding on glass. And as you look to the sides of the mirrors, you see your own reflections. And what they, what they seem to be doing is trying to get your attention. But the moment you look at one of them, they lock eyes with you. And they just begin taking their nails and oh, God. gouging deep into the flesh as they laugh. A kind of faint sound as if behind very thick glass and uh, almost almost entrancing in the way that you have to watch yourself um, almost disemboweling yourselves and various forms of, uh, of horrific and grotesque uh, dismemberment. Take your point. Thank you. We are so heavy <laughs> on the mutilation. It's good. No, it's good. Like, I love torture chamber. It was just mutilation. And, and what, what you realize though is that, that this room is is designed to stop you through through sheer uh, disheartening by seeing your own selves, uh, stopping yourselves in this way. And what this what this room is truly used for is still a bit mysterious. Perhaps it is a stopgap between that point. It's his um, living room. <laughs> it's his. It's his Probably gets dressed in the morning. It's his game room. He's <laughs> good. Uh, and Aurora <laughs> makes so her most uh, intense uh, attempt to keep people from uh, getting too sucked into these by using her diplomacy to talk people out of paying attention to them and saying it's just it's just his imagination, not not what's inside of yourself. With a thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Nice. All right. She does all right. So we got 21 successes. Uh huh. I think right now. Okay. We're gonna go back to the dragon fight here. I'm trying to find my other my evil D20. Otherwise, I use my evil D6. Oh, there it is. Okay. One of these dragons wins. The right dragon wins. You're gonna get three more. Let the right dragon win. Actions. Um. That's right. If if you're the last person and your dragon wins, you get an action point. Nice. Um, this is my evil die. Odd numbers, even numbers. You're not gonna know. All right. <laughs> We're back at the dragon fight. We need the other dragon fight music on. So we don't know which dragon will necessarily know. benefit us. How how okay. how many uh, healing surges did we get through? Twenty one. So yeah, twenty one. So so twenty one are left. Oh, we have 19 that we're going to lose at this point. Uh, no, you're going to... I have 21 that you're going to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, maybe I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 21. We've gone 21 squares. Out of 40. Oh, really? Yeah, so we should have 19 that we're Okay, yeah, actually, that's right. Sorry, I've been marking the squares, but... Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Roll a d20, everybody. Ah. Oh, no. Man. Seven. Three. Twenty. Twelve. Seventeen. Oh my god! Okay, who is it? A dragon warrior! Who are you? Or... Uh, jeez. Are you the gold or the red? Gold. Okay. Go gold. I gotta stop. So, gold dragon can't use perception, thievery, heal, or diplomacy. That's alright, I got some good ones left. What can't I use? You can't use intimidate, diplomacy, dungeoneering, or arcana. 
What do you have left? Streetwise. <laughs> Streetwise! Fucking Streetwise. Bluff. Bluff. You have some of skills. I learned this from the note. I really do. I've you have some of skills. Yeah. Alright. Kaelin? Alright. Gold Dragon decides the best defense is good offense and uses. Is it a good scoffense? Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, see, part, part of the problem here is that both both red dragons and gold dragons use fire as their main element. So he has to get creative with uh, his other attacks because they're probably both immune to fire, actually, at this point. They're both very big. So he uses his incredible insight to guess every move that this uh, red dragon's going to make, anticipating every attack and responding with one even more vicious and... Uh, Powerful than his own. Getting a 38. 38. Okay. And you use the skill again. Insight. Insight. What's this red dragon doing here? The red dragon, as they continue to face off and take, each of them taking severe beatings. Uh, the red dragon remembers back to the time you know, just a when dragon. they were younger, uh, you know, growing up uh, as infant dragons. Mm-hmm. Dra- Whelps. Whelps. Can we play in the Gotta same sandbox? And remembered yeah. all of you know the lessons of his elders in battle, and uh, they, the, the red dragon and the gold dragons have always been uh, at odds with each other. Yeah. And learning battle tactics, and you know, from his friends that would go and deliver severe beatdowns to other gold dragons that wandered into the wrong part of town. Uh, town being Faerun. Yes. Fucking the community Faerun. Remember hearing the tales of other red dragons that said that. Um, Always go for the nads. You know, uh, of the weak points and things like that on the Ooh, yellow dragons. Balls. The fact that they they have honor and they you know don't don't you know they don't fight dirty cheat, they don't fight dirty and uh, so the red dragon uses that to his advantage and um, picks up uh, you know sand kick, kicks a uh, well I know I like he hits it and melts into magma and, and he, well he just he, or glass he, um, he he just throws you know. Shards of obsidian, which are you know they're like razors, and just scrapes them, and essentially is throwing sand in his face, yeah, but gets him it. in the, the eyes and uh, continues to pound away. So we're going to use a streetwise check on that. <laughs> streetwise red. Ooh, no. I love the idea of like dragons having a little street fight in a city. And it's one of the city's it na- disasters. The they remember it's, <laughs> it's a cataclysm. Oh my god, you know, our city is destroyed. And they're like, oh, we totally got him this time. Next time, we'll get sneak up on him. <laughs> that was a poor roll. Oh. It's a 28. Cod guessed what he was going to do. Only roll the four. Dodging out of the way. Biting him in the side. All right. Count on them to be Taking cheap. some ribs. Dragony ribs. Yeah, I love it. He, he, he hits obsidian and the gold dragon puts his wing in front. Yeah. And just ding, ding, ding. hits it to the wing. I was ha. expecting that. Alright, uh, Gold Dragon gets another point here. Yes. Boom. That's three towards five. Alright, everyone roll the D20. Alright. I'm glad I'm getting oh all my gosh. Sweet Jesus. Oh. I'm glad I'm getting all my low rolls out. One, two, three, 19, 15, 
All seven, right. three, three one. First. Who you one. Uh, I'm getting them all out now. You can have Remember, one of these dragons needs dragon. to win, but you don't know which one. I'm going red again. Red. Just because. Red, you're dead. Um, we don't need your rationale. We just need your skills. Here. Yeah, are you going? Uh, he's going reds. What are you going? He's eyeballing. You're gold. You go first. Oh, you pick. That's any- why I'm wondering who's going first. Watch no, no, he's got to go first. He's higher initiative. Go religion. Okay, so <laughs> can, can I use a? Uh, uh, so what oh, can't yeah, he so, use? Help me, God. You can't use streetwise. God. <laughs> engineering, diplomacy, or intimidation. Well, Borkad can use it. Pretty much all yeah, of good. the. Uh, Unless you want to play with the gold dragon. <laughs> Borkad says, "Help me, Dad." Uh, help me. Help. 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 Okay, so uh, the gold or the red dragon, I'm playing him. He's getting winded though. And the red dragon, red dragon I'm doing it. The red dragon, upon kicking the uh, shards of rock into the gold dragon's eyes, leaps up from the ground, gives a mighty, you know, Hi-ya. beat of his wings, and comes down uh, with uh, all the force of his body, slams on top of the. Uh, gold dragon plowing it into the ground on top of one of the it was standing above one of the jutting bloodstones smashes it into the ground above the bloodstone to try to inflict more damage and impale it a little bit that's gonna be I gotta think at some point the spike goes into the air me and these dragons final final round totally garlic that's gonna be an acrobatics check 24 24 acrobatics, that's the red. I'm doing great on the who's gonna go rolls, and I'm doing shitty on the actual skill rolls. (laughs) You're you're burning your guy down. It's nice that someone besides these two actually get to go because we all got our main skills. You're like, your athletics, I'll just crush that with some endurance. Crushes windpipe with an athletics Um, mind. The fight is brutal. Borkad bites and scratches, backs up, bites and scratches some more, jets of flame, in a moment when they are both not winded, but exhausted and heaving for a moment as they reposition themselves for another fight. Borkad lets out a gravelly, low voice and says, Rethnor! The last time you joined a foolish mage in his pursuit of Power. destruction. <laughs> I killed you. I I killed two of your cousins and wounded you on your way out. You won't be so lucky. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a one. Oh, oh. 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 Too much stock. How much is it? Yet? It's a 22. Oh. Oh. That's another point for Red Dragon here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everyone roll a d20. I could never oh, tell with you. You hesitate. Uh, like, so actually, the order that happened is he <laughs> said that. And while he was saying this, the Red Dragon just <laughs> bounced on it and slammed him back into the spire of blood. And I could be so lucky. The Red Dragon. I'm trying. I'm pulling. Right. I'm turning the corner. I'm back at seven. Ooh, who guys? Seventeen. Sixteen. Ooh. Fourteen. Fifteen. Okay, seventeen, 17 and sixteen. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Who do you want to be? By uh, one, you will you be. By one, yes. Three of three. We'll be gold. Oh, gold. Thank yeah. You. All right. We will be gold. This is, this okay, is. you can't use perception, thievery, heal, diplomacy, insight, or endurance. 
perception close. How many still dark? There are plenty. <laughs> I got at least one that wasn't oh on the list. God. Wait, say again. Perception. Perception, thievery, heal, diplomacy, insight, or endurance. Alright. Okay. Receiving a massive blow uh, as he was flapping his dragon maw, uh, talking about he was going to lay the smack down. Uh, Vorkad continues the fight, um, appearing weak, um, winded, wounded, um, favoring his, perhaps one of his, uh, front legs, um, as he continues the battle. And then out of the blue, cuts with a deep slash as, uh, his name was? Uh, Rethnor. Rethnor? As Rethnor. Uh, le- hey. drops his defense towards that opening using a stealth attack. Nice. Oh, oh, 14, not Saved bad. Saved by the paper. Right. Saved by the paper. That's a 35. 35 stealth? 35 stealth. Kaylin, you're the All red. Right. Rethnor, reeling from the attack, backs away a little <laughs> bit, heaving uh, heavy breaths of uh, pain. He has broken ribs. He's bleeding all over the place. He oh. looks up at Borkad. Enough! I yield! Waiting for him to lower his guard a little bit as he bluffs. Ooh, uh, not the good bluff. Uh, that's a 20... Not enough. 24! Terrible! Enough. He's a terrible bluff. It's just, there's such hatred in his eyes that Borkad just and he knows. Borkad just looks at him and says, you try the same tactic twice. Yeah, Borkad even sees him, like, <laughs> making stones glow into magma that he's going to throw in his face. And he just steps on his hand. Ah! Ah! Roar! All right. Painful roar. Roll a d20. Now remember, if your dragon wins while you're playing as him, you get an action point. Nice. If the right dragon wins, you guys get three more... Uh, skill check chances. Ten. My highest roll yet. Two. Fourteen. Take a break, Kaylin. All right. Thirteen. Five. <laughs> okay. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Wow. So fourteen. Yeah. Okay, Sam, you're first. All right. You, if you. I mean, who are you gonna choose to play as here? So we don't know which one will. You don't know which one will give you the three. But some will, will get an action point. I probably shouldn't play the red one anymore. Well, if we want the gold one to win, I should play the red one. We don't know which one. Do whatever you want. Uh, he's gonna do the gold one. Just do your best. That's all, right. all you can Fuck do. It. Gold dragon. Go gold what, dragon. That was cool. The dragon. Um, the gold dragon slamming down his onto his paw. Ah! Goes goes wrong. Or retina. Rethnor, the Magnificent. Self-styled Magnificent. Do you have any dragon-shaped cookies? Any dragon-shaped cookies in there? Perfect. Bite some heads off. Does anyone else want one? Draws upon his age and... Cookies and pudding? It does look amazing. (laughs) Dragons do get more potent with age. The red dragon, the gold dragon's like, I'm gonna... What? Cookies and pudding? (laughs) Damn. Um, but draws upon his age, for he is uh, imbued with uh, many, with a great amount of strength just from being, uh, he, his experience and 
his potency of being in many areas, and so we're gonna do nature because he's just being a dragon ass, you know. Oh, 16, oh. not bad. That's a another 35. 35. Here we go. I so. And yeah. this is the gold dragon, and you were using history. Or what uh, were you using? That was nature. Dude, <laughs> All right, red dragon. How do you respond, red dragon? The <clears throat> red dragon badly. takes a step back and beats its wings as sand is kicked up from the ground. He also just lets out a massive billow of of just noxious Fuck smoke, and a cloud billows up around the two of them as the as it becomes almost impossible for the gold dragon to see what oh. the... What was that? Oh, okay. As uh, it becomes almost... Yeah, this I works, mean, though. As it becomes conclude. almost impossible for the red dragon to see what's going on. Or uh, the yellow dragon to see what's going on. And in a quite <clears throat> stealthy maneuver, the red dragon makes his way around as he slashes at the flank of the gold what dragon. Stealth. No, no, for your thing. I thought Eric was higher than you. Oh, Man, I, got a 10, I rolled 13. Oh! Alright, so what check are you using? Skill? Uh, this is gonna nah, be stealth. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 33. What'd you get? Right. 35. Ah! <laughs> Alright. We're gonna go around. You can only say, uh, let's see, you, you <laughs> had the final one, so we're gonna start over here. This is like a quick time event in, in a game. So again, say, you know, one button move that the gold dragon does, and you're finishing off the red dragon, like, death to the red dragon. Okay, okay so just in one move. Slot, claw, you know, in the air, yeah. wing, something. We're starting here. Gold dragon shoots up in the air. Uh, beats his wings, knocking the red dragon off, off kilter. Dives down, grabs him by the neck, and throws him back up in the air once again. Claws come up from the back legs and just rip open his his guts on the inside of his stomach. And as the red dragon falls to the ground, uh, just all of his insides spill out uh, in a Burning. splatter on the ground and immediately begin to just melt all of the rock and everything around him in an acidic pool. And then, with the heat of the surroundings, just whoosh, burst into flames as the gold dragon Kicks dirt on and the some roaring. And walks away. Jurassic Park nice. style. Oh, yeah. All right. Action point for you. Action point for you. Oh. But no more retries. Oh. Oh. a seven. So the odd dragon. Hey, very my, nice though, guys. I'll get my red dragon skin. I get oh. an action point. An action point for the skill challenge thing. Uh, for for this. however you want. You could use it right now for the skill challenge, or you could save it. Yeah, use it. You get one for every encounter, right? Yeah, I think I already... You're I mean, the perfect guy to Oh, if you get to take five. Um, can't spend more than one, though, right? You can use this one if you want. This oh, yeah, good. Great. Then use it. Uh, it's probably worth a couple action uh, health points, probably. So, what did, we, what did I already use? I think um, I used Perception, used... Stealth, and Thievery, so... When did, you, when did you use Stealth? Oh, in the thing. That was my action point that I used oh. before. Oh, okay. So, are we going to get to go through more rounds? No. 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 Uh, just gets just gets you. Um <laughs> as they're nearing their final destination, Hugh takes a moment to um eye his companions that he's traveling with. Uh they have suffered many blows uh 
in the previous battle and sense it coming in this area as he attempts to bandage a few of their wounds and help them strengthen up. He's going to use heal. Mm. Not that creepy, Whee! but... Wrong oh, 18. Not bad. That that won't get the 10, but I'll get a 2. That's like a... 18 plus 19, whatever that is. Uh, 37. Got it. So that's 2, but not All right. 3. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful 2. What's 2? Alright. So how many healing surges do you guys have to spend? Okay. So we get seven we, we lose seventeen. To, yeah, you lose seventeen. Lose, yeah. All the way Okay, while well, you guys figure that out, I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> Can two, you hit points? Two uh, hit points. <laughs> of all the rooms you've been through, this one that you've wound up in uh seems more cohesive than the others. It makes you feel like you're getting close to Wrath for obviously the room surrounding him must uh be held together firmer. Uh, you see there is another portal here um, and it's another archway but the archway is carved from flesh colored stone it's kind of a, a riff on the, the linking hands where you have kind of two hands connected by the wrist which are holding on to two other hands connected by the wrist and so on and so on around Ooh, but normally I did my math wrong nice. I am like damn near being topped off now okay. yeah. except yeah, these hands end in long claws and are digging into the backs and palms of the hands around them. Ew. That's they seem sir. to squirm a little bit as you're looking. Aww. You can't see through this portal, but you feel you must be close. Close. Okay. Close. close. After taking a little breather, putting on some bandages, are you heading through? Ooh. We took a short yes. break, right? Yes. yes, we did. That's our short rest. Relax for a bit. Tried to forget. All, All the terrible powers. stuff we went through. Yay. Before we, we go any step further, cannot unsee. I topped off with because I was so I, I don't want to go two thirds. Can someone give me one more healing surge? Because I'm not going to get the benefit of my uh, cloak of courage. I can't. Like I will give all you guys an extra mm-hmm. healing surge of temporary hit points, what? but I have nothing That's but one healing surge for the whole battle. Because is there anyone else who can go with one? I have two. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what. I will retract one of mine to make me not as full and give it to you instead. Okay, because Man is so I just giving. I, I can he- yeah this is the cloak courage will give you guys a big bo- a big boost but I don't get that boost so I just need more healing points so yeah, I, I think my, thank I you Lincoln surges to um, keep you guys can from you losing turn the camera so that it- oh, I don't need guys. hey guys because I will oh, okay. I will get you with my surgeless <laughs> healing if it gets down to it Lincoln oh, okay so I have, I, have a, I have basically I can give you one more healing surge. And so for the purposes of stuff, we did just hit a milestone after the Battle oh, of the Oh, that's good to correct? know. Plus yes. one of my meliorating arms. So we all shall, should all have an action point, too. Yeah. And right. action point. Yes. Sweet. Another more terrible crack strikes the tower, causing really, the walls really to rumble quick. like thunder. I just want to... Uh-huh. So how many surges do we all have now? I just want to make two. sure... Two. I have two. Okay. You have two, you, do you have two, I should have two. I have two. Alright, I got my eye on you. We'll make sure that you get into these it's, okay. it's okay. I think I'm at like 75%. So. Okay. Okay. Ren, oh, a sure. chunk of wall shatters and tumbles to the ground in front of you. The portal you passed through to get into this room flickers and fades briefly before again reforming. But you don't know if it's going to hold. Mm. That's going good. through the linking claws. Sure. There's no other way, is there? I mean, that's it. Yeah, everyone starts <laughs> walking you... forward and just says without even looking back, you better stop me, Ren, if this is a bad idea. Ren's is there any way we can support it? Bad me? idea or not, it's the only, only idea. 
Aurora. To the non health of all of us if we fail. Bust right through. Definitely. As you pass over the threshold into the throne room, you're suddenly overwhelmed by brilliant red light. Your vision is obscured for a moment before returning to you. You can now see what must be thousands of red torches spiraling up the walls of a seemingly endless tower above you. Each of your companions stands stock still nearby, eyes fixed on the Eladrin. Is that right? Eladrin. Eladrin. Sorry, my accent. Eladrin, standing in the center of the room. His eyes regard you appraisingly before glancing at the suppression device that you guys dragged all the way through here. With a look of absolute disdain, he says, It didn't have to be like this. And then now you've got it. And ruined everything. So many resources wasted. He shakes his head sadly before suddenly looking up at you brightly as if he's just thought of a brilliant idea. As if in a dream you can't react. You're you're forced to listen to him. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a total loss. The crown is still a very powerful tool. And with the throne behind it, my, my power is nearly limitless. Until you meddled with it. He takes a step closer to you with an almost frantic smile. I, I'm not without flaws, my friend. Oh, my dear friend. Thanks to you, I, I see that now. By the way, he's standing right in front of you. And 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 he's standing right in front of you. There's only one of them. He's right there. He's right in front of your character. But he's right there. Well, let's, change thing. let's put away all this nasty business behind us. I'll, I'll go away forever. You won't see me again, and I'll, I'll never bother anyone again. I, I can do that with the crown, with the throne. I can do many things when reality and time are so mutable. I'll, I'll even offer you a, a gift. How's that? Then, then I'll, I'll give you the crown. No, I'll destroy it. Whatever you want. Suddenly, the scene of the throne room behind him is replaced with one ripped from your own imagination. In this scene, you see the manifestation of your most desperately desired wish right before your eyes as clearly as if it were real. Damon, what do you see? Damon has a part embarked upon this long path, not for any any reward or to fulfill any sort of code, but simply for the the friendship which he had with Arath for for so long, which was one of the few friendships he could count on a single hand of anyone in the world, and when this friendship was, was shattered in such an abrupt and unexpected way, um, he simply sought a resolution and a restoration. And he sees that before him. He sees he sees a wrath setting aside uh, the crown. He sees him kind of like, kind of burying his head in, in, in shame and remorse and kind of accepting Damon's kind of pleas that he, he leave it behind and 
and Arath himself coming up with a brilliant solution to set the things right, restore the world to as it was, and you see Arath becoming uh, a, a kind of a redeemed self that, that, that rights all of the wrongs before and kind of wipes slate, his evil slate clean, so that he and Daemon can continue on as, as friends and companions for moving forth in the world to adventure as they had before in the good old days. Excellent. So I'm going to pause right there and say, I love that you picked something big. Two things to remember. Arath, with with control of the crown and the throne, does have control over reality. He has DM powers. And Greg made this for me. It says, this offer is sanctioned by your true DM. It is not Kevin just screwing around. Whatever I do here is true. Greg will go for it. So, Pick something big. I love it. I love it. I love it. Pick something game-changing. And, I mean, I don't have to deal with consequences of it, remember. Greg does. going to do something totally stupid like, oh, Brennus has everything he's ever wanted. He's content with himself. This is not. again. This is your chance to get something good. That's what Damon saw. That's what he saw. Who's next? I'll go. <clears throat> All right. What does Aurora see? Aurora sees a picturesque pastoral scene. There's a little cottage. It's very peaceful. There are flowers growing. It's a beautiful sunny day. She's a little confused by what she's seen at first when suddenly she sees a small, uh, black-haired, blue-eyed little dwarf child girl running through the garden, leaping into the arms of a human, uh, black-haired woman who smiles warmly down at her. The door of the cottage opens, and there stands her father, happy and well, and he laughs and says something about, oh, it's dinner time already, come on in, everyone, and they all kind of merrily skip in, and it's, it's really just sickeningly sweet, and it's it's her chance to start again, only this time with a proper family, and just peace and harmony and happy boys. No, no, uh, no dragon telling her what to do. No, no great fate. Just, uh, just the real family that she always uh, felt was stolen from her. She gets a little misty. Very nice. Chance to start over. I love the idea of that manifestation of uh, if that if that happened, you keep playing Aurora, but as like a different totally character. different character. Yeah. Ren sees kings and great world leaders and heads of countries and heads of ancient family lines coming to him, seeking out his aid as he uh, assists them in laying waste to their enemies. He gives them. Uh, he helps them with their various troubles in their lands um, as, you know, he just, with the swipe of his hand, you know, lays waste to an entire, you know, camp of marauding gnolls that are that are attacking, you know, this country's supply lines. And um, just with his infinite knowledge of the arcane and of, you know, of the ways of the world and 
and politics and everything like that, he is sought after by everyone in the known world and in even multiple planes to assist them with his problems. Um, he sees himself as the most revered, most uh, sought after, not a king or anything like that, but someone that even kings look to for assistance. Ultimate Stream power and Ultimate knowledge respect. and wisdom and respect too. No one beneath you. Brandis or Hugh? This is this is your chance to say if you could if you were the DM for a moment and you were still able to help your character out. Uh, what do you want? Hugh the vision that Hugh sees is uh, of a changed Hugh and a changed world. Um, he has the power to do it. Hugh is... The image is... It's subtle, the differences, but uh, basically nothing can touch you in the image that he sees. Um, he is nigh on immortal, and beyond that, basically anyone who would attempt to injure him, harm him, harass him, it would be it would be like whistling at a god essentially Uh, and beyond that the world itself has changed there are no orcs, there are no goblins there are no wild beasts there are no uh, evil dragons, no vampires no werewolves, no undead there is nothing that exists in the world save um, those who seek to live their lives and to do good and uh, it's an odd sort of place because while he wishes this he hasn't exactly thought out the exact details and so it's sort of a forced goodness uh, that exists in the world it's not good it just doesn't exist I get the sense that a wrath kind of replies to you in essence that with the power of the crown of the throne you and he could do this together and figure it out Brandis Meta is everything Brandis Literally, has lived and will live forever. What do you offer a man like that? What he really want? He's more powerful than he's ever been. He's got his sword back. He's always doesn't need armor because he just comes back. He just needs an explanation and maybe a reason to go on. And yet, you guys know that Brandis, who was once desperate, you've seen that he has embraced not so much not knowing, but not needing to know. Damn one likes that. Because <clears throat> he would. concentrating on the he- yes. here and now is what has gotten him to this point. Brandis sees himself oh, no. in a tavern. Not unlike a thousand taverns we've been to. Maybe a thousand taverns, that's a lot. <laughs> Ten thousand taverns that Brandis has been to. <clears throat> Not decorated uh, in any elaborate manner, but he's telling a story. He's telling an amazing story about how he took all of the great evils of that time and ripped the earth in half and sealed them in it and slammed it back together. And he looks around and sees them all nodding like, yes, those were good times. Those were good times. And what he wants is a legend to trump all of them! A story that he can tell that is never disputed and he knows will never be bested. Ooh. He's a Shadarkaya in, the in his heart, isn't he? Uh, uh, so everyone's said. Alright. I'm gonna ask. 
Uh, grab your grab your sweaters. I'm sending four of you outside. All right, uh, all right. Sit, sit down, sit down. So thank you for coming to this interview. Wrath, Wrath is talking to you. He's taking off his crown, and uh, he says, puts it on the table. What you want, and remember this. What you want can be yours. Easily. Easily. And we know you travel. Or I know. You travel with uh with people who uh would would kind of frown who would frown upon this sort of thing. But with my power says, with the crown of the throne, I can make it seem did this on your own. That little dwarf you travel with? I have no idea. She'll respect you all the more because it will seem like you did this. This is the power we have. After we use it to get you all that power, I don't want you hunting me. And I don't want you to use the crown to destroy me. We'll destroy the crown. We'll get rid of it. It's it's too much of a weapon for such powerful people like me and, and you will be. But this power, it can be yours. So the question to you is if Ren accepts the deal, as I said, Arath, uh, he's asking you to turn around and, and physically disable the device. Uh, and Ren appears to, by all accounts, to be physically capable of doing mm-hmm. such a thing. His allies seem stunned. Uh, as far as he is aware, he's the only one being offered this deal. And he says, you know, I, I got enough magic left to get out of here and leave behind a, a corpse. He says, to your friends, we make it look like you did a little fireball. They know your power. They know they saw me a little weakened there. To them, it will seem like you have defeated me. They won't have to know. The power will come to you gradually, not suspiciously. And they'll think you're the big guy. And you will be. The power will be yours. So, in role-playing, you can say whatever you want. You can say, oh, sure, I'll do it, but he's actually bluffing. But what we need to know here yeah. is if Ren uh, is actually choosing to do this for real. Yeah. If he is, is actually intending, in his mind, uh, to actually do this and assist him in disable the suppression device, and uh, which would allow him to access the magic of the throne... Do you have any questions for Ren that, that Ren's thinking Can of? Ren, um, does Ren, with his, I mean, does he think that Arath is being honest and truthful here, or does it's, he... Is, Ren, does is, he, Ren is a very insightful person. But Arath is desperate. Ren knows that Arath is absolutely desperate. He is a little fuzzy-minded. Um, this feels not quite like a dream, but he knows that this is some sort of... Um, you know, there's some sort of shenanigans going on, obviously. His, his allies are kind of frozen in stasis while he's having this conversation. It, it, uh, so, Ren, you know, knowing magic, he knows that there's some some trickery going on as far as how he's being spoken to and interacted with. But, you know, so that dog finished. But, uh, he, he finds his... It basically, the idea is uh, he, he can't roll an insight check to to know the truthfulness, mm-hmm. but he also knows that he can't roll the insight check. He knows that he's unable to um, tell if yeah. the truthfulness. So 
you can make a decision based on that. Arath, I mean, Arath even says, if I were trying to trick you, I'd just teleport out of here and leave the body. I'm making this an offer. Ren says to Arath, you've made many offers in the past, all of which have thoroughly, thoroughly screwed me over. Not to mention you almost trying to kill me on several occasions. Why is this any different? Because you survived them, didn't you? I did. It made you more powerful. (laughs) And you're more powerful as well. But I can use that power to help you. You said this is it. We're in my throne room. You've come this far. If anyone is worthy of this, it is you. Ren looks at the uh, Ren looks at the crown sitting on the table in front of him, and even reaches forward and grabs it and picks it up, and looks at it and holds it, and looks back at a wrath, puts it down. Real quick, I just want to say, we'll even make it look like players, but then this stuff happened. Like, you killed Wrath or, or whatever. And Ren says to a Wrath, Ren says, with the power that I will have, I will know where you are at all times. There is nowhere in any of the planes you can hide that I will not know where you are and I will be able to bury you so deep no creature or power will ever be able to find you again. If you even show your face around me, if you let any hint be known that you are coming out of whatever hole it is you're going to, I will burn you. Do you understand? Rath says, I, for a time, was the most powerful being around. I failed. All I want is to live. Now it is your turn. Ren says, then I accept your offer. Okay. However, However. to the DMs, I'm 100% bluffing. Okay, so in his mind he's not I'm not actually But this is what he's role-playing. This is what he's role-playing. Perfect. You can step out. You can step out now. Send in I rolled randomly for it. Uh, and, and this isn't necessary to say, but don't tell them anything. Okay. Yeah. Send want? in Brandis. Okay. Send it Dan. It was a pretty dark... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. We have other things to discuss. The intention here is to determine what Brandis says to Arath. They have two jobs. You can uh, roleplay out the conversation a little bit if Brandis is asking Arath questions, making demands of him and such. But you also have to let me know, let us know, um, if in Brandis' mind, in his... uh, If he actually... um, Intends yeah. 
to do what Arath asks, so which is to... Whenever down again, is, is Arath. There he is, Brandis can turn so on. Just, so is he but really... Brandis might say, uh, okay. uh, no, I'm not going to do it, but then is actually intending to turn around and do it. So we also need to know oh, what, what you yeah, intend. What and you, can, you, can lie. you can lie to Arath, but you do have to tell us what your character intends uh, to do. actually intends to do. Arath takes off the crown, and suddenly there's a table between you. And he puts the crown on the table, and he says... This crown, this throne, gives me absolute control of reality. He says, I don't have much power left right now, but here's what we can do. This can give the appearance to those other guys you travel with, that little meddling dwarf, that you have struck me down. I can leave a corpse here. They can check the body. It'll be perfect. He says, it doesn't even have to be you that struck down. Make it more believable. And... With the crown, with the throne, I can set up what you desire. I don't even have to make the evils. The evils exist out there. All I will do is set out the clues for you and your little friends to follow. The key, of course, will be you, Brandis. I won't make it easy for you, Brandis. No, no. But those feats that you desire, they will be there. I won't even promise to make it safe. You, Brandis, you wouldn't believe me if I made it safe. You wouldn't want it safe. He says, I will make it the most difficult challenges you can imagine. He says, and furthermore, none of the other heroes will know. It will be flawless. After it's all done, I swear to you, and I swear, because I know if I lie about this, you will kill me. I will destroy the crown. I will give the crown to you to destroy. I don't want you to have the crown. I mean, you'd use it to kill me, of course. I will destroy the crown in front of you. All I want now, I tried to rule the world. I tried to rule the universe. It failed. All I want now is to live. You have that gift. You can die and come back. For me, if I die, I have a long sentence in hell to serve. Oh, damn. This is me telling you this. Greg has not fully decided on the next arc. Uh, if if Brandis accepts oh this, God, it's so we'll work on making the next arc about what oh, Brandis desired. Oh my God. And to the other players, they won't even see Brandis turning it off. They'll just see this final fight. See, this is the thing, because... Brandis to Brandis and from outside Brandis his his dream his wish is bigger it's different from other from the other stuff mm-hmm. it's okay be able to kill everything oh get family again save a wrath uh and, you know, be invincible. It's like, Brandis is on a scope that is larger than that. And here's how to look to these guys. We have the final little scuffle. Uh, of course, Arath dies. There's the body there. There's blood everywhere. Or he disintegrates or something. And the next arc is what exactly what Brandis wanted. Ending with the tavern. Arath shows you that again. And Arath says, for that, you need good villain and I'm the man to do it and at the end 
weakened blood oath, and he slices open his palm. He says, I will come to you. I know if I don't, you will kill me, and I'll be serving my the rest of existence in hell. He says, I don't want that. He says, Brandis, you get to live over and over and over. I only had one life to do this, and I screwed it up. Just give me the rest of my life to live. So you can tell us what Brandis says, but tell us what his intention is. Oh my god. It's presented in such a way that Brandis really could... No one would have to know? No, yeah. Because I would like that. Like, not just Brandis, I would really like that. Uh-huh. But... I mean, of it's, everyone's wish, yours is the one that they would never. They, they there would be it no way for them so to know. Well, they, that's they the just thing. think it was good adventures until the very end of the arc when suddenly they see Brandis sitting there in the tavern talking to people, and suddenly they go, "Wait a minute." Uh, uh, he says, "Imagine your legacy." Slave and make sure that. And they don't Noel... even suspect him. That's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Everyone I, suspects I, Ren. It just makes the sense. They're, they're not suspect. When are you going to have the opportunity to do this again? Brandis. <clears throat> then there's the easy choice. But when has Brandis ever made an easy choice? Brandis doesn't really help. Good guy. Wrath is standing there making a checklist of evil people to contact and set up with plans. Let's do it. Yeah? So what does Brandis say to him? Um. Brandis doesn't have to say anything. If the intention is there, then a wrath would know. Brandis is easy to read. And he looks distraught for a long time. I don't think that's the right paper you were thinking. Oh, sorry. I'm getting reminded. Where'd my paper go? Up oh, right here. <clears throat> Brandis looks distraught for a long time, but he. Rats said, "By the end of this, we'll have taken care of all the bad guys." But Brandis is—he's uh, easy to read, and he's distraught for a while. But his eyes light up a little bit, and he sees. Uh, the opportunity. Oh, God. And, um... And says, uh... Alright. And when Brandis says this, does he actually intend to? (sighs) 
in his mind. Does he actually make the motion to to, to do it? Is he? Yeah, is no, he, I know what you mean. If he if he honestly is uh, going to, um, yeah. All right. Okay. And don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them what Sorry. transpired. Certainly. In um, here. What you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> Jesus. And uh, um, who should we have next? Uh, let's go with um, Aurora next. Okay, okay Aurora. I'll get Aurora. Um, yes. All right. But uh, he Sounds says, good. "All right." He says, um, "But they can't know." They won't. See the other. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, we'll put yeah. that up there. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been keeping that there, and before we'll have the the last person of. Right. So hang on, don't, don't let them know what's going on. Okay, okay. that's you. All right. You want me to talk to Jalen? Yeah, we'll do the same thing. Okay. The whole spiel. Oh, by the way, do you like I, uh, how I dressed up for the occasion? I saw. I like that you have a prop. Right. How do you know exactly what the crown looks like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, well, I did draw it on the... Okay, this time I'm going to try to move the mic again without screwing up the whole stream. I moved it because Kevin was talking so Aurora quiet. Aurora Warload? Okay. <laughs> on. There, did I break it? TKWI. TKWI. Smooth jazz. <laughs> and betrayal. Alright, a wrath is standing before you with an apple. Ooh. He bites into it. How many apples have you had to eat? Well, you can smell the fragrance of the apple. Hmm. Immediately, you remember, this is an apple from your garden, from your childhood. Hmm. This is good. Really good. You can't get apples like this anymore. This is rara rara rara. And he takes off his crown. And he puts it before you. He says, I've been to your garden. It's very nice. Oh, that's where I got the apples. I mean, best apples. Anyway. Mm. He says, it's a shame. We had to leave. It's a shame. But even if you went back, it wouldn't be the same. He says, I did nothing to the garden. The garden is still there. But you, Aurora... You have changed. Hmm. Those apples will never taste as sweet because of the things you've seen, because of the things you've done. He says, the other, the other heroes don't have it. He says, I have spent the last years trying to rule this world. He says, and I, I failed. Says it is over for me. He says, but Aurora, I die. He says, remember the wrath you knew. Remember the wrath changed after the things that you did. He says, do not, you're not 
letting the Arath you've been hunting go. It says you're letting go the Arath who you knew, who you fought side by side with. He says, I've I've failed, I've I've learned. Well he says, I can't tell you the temptation isn't there. But he says, right now, I will destroy the crown. I don't want to give it to you. Uh, you'd call my bluff if I gave it to you. Because then you could use the power to take me out of history. He says, this is a power I don't want anyone else to have. He says, I just want to live. Because if I go to hell, I've got a long sentence to, to serve. Says, you and I both know the things I've done. Says, but I can't help but feel that you, in a way, are responsible for it. Says, that deck of many things. You all just had to pull and pull and pull. It's just all I want is to live. You know what that's like. Says, that's what you want, too. Just turn off the device. The others don't have to know. What they will see is you or one of the others, if you don't want your hand in this, striking me down. There will be a corpse, and I have enough magic left to make it seem like this is it. I'm going to tell you, the other players will think this, too. Alright, to them, they will see a final little battle. Alright, with a broken wrath who can't support himself, all that kind of stuff. He says, and I will I will teleport away. I will destroy the crown. I will destroy the crown now. He says, I have enough magic to teleport away. That's fine. And all I want to do is live. He says, I am done. He says, I just, I just need to live. On the other hand, with this crown, before I go, I can set things right for you. Or are you to serve it? You deserve to be happy. All the things you've done, the good things at least, they can stay. And all those things that keep you awake at night, those people who maybe you didn't have to kill, says those things can go away. You can be different. Your family will be there, and the apples, they'll taste just as sweet as they always did. And Aurora, you don't even have to remember. It will be as if it never happened to you as well. And these others? What? Why should they know? He says they don't deserve it. Who are you traveling with? That halfling? You're doomed to hell. That undying warrior? Think of how many mistakes he's made over the, the centuries. He says, but you, Aurora, you deserve this. This is yours. You have earned this. The crown will be gone. I will be gone, and I swear, if you ever see my face, hear my name again, I know I'm doomed. You're too powerful now. He says, this is my end, but it doesn't have to be yours. He says, all I want you to do is turn off the device. They won't even see it. And I'm going to tell you, the other players won't even know. Bruh. Kind of looks over his shoulder at the scene... Uh, she can see through the window. It's quite vivid. The, uh, the warm family image, it's, it's quite endearing. She looks back at Arath, very almost melancholy expression, but steeled with something, something firmer, like 
something bolstered in her. And she looks at Arath, this man who uh, comes before her with every silken promise he could give her, every guilt trip, every uh, play on her conscience, and they all are very effective. I mean, they really do tug at the at the core of, of her issues. And she looks at him. She says, if you're quite finished. She says, there is nothing you could offer me to make me betray the trust and the loyalty and the friendship that I have with these people. And if you think me so callous and so shallow that I would believe I deserve that which you have offered me, then you never really knew me at all. She just narrows her eyes and waits for him to respond. The apple bursts in his hand. That's his only response. Zoroar's not going to do it. Alright. Anything else? Uh, you, you rocked uh, that one. Don't forget to put your crown back on. <laughs> Send okay. in... You. You. I'm going to make a similar offer. Grandis. Tegrath says that uh, you're Satan. I've and always you wanted mean that to in the do best that way. Campaign. I've always wanted to do this. Mike was one hundred percent sure Aurora would not do it. Damned. I'm quite surprised. What's Sit up? down. Thank you for coming in. There's something in the field with a wrath. And he's eating the apple he just pulled off a tree. Looks good. You look around this field, these hills, gently rolling hills, and you realize you've been here before. You can't remember exactly what fight it was. But at one point, in the years you've been adventuring, you were part of the massacre here. You and the party wiped out some bad guys here. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair at all. You just destroyed them. Like, they even tried running away, and you just pinned them to these trees, and their blood was all over this grass. And now there's a breeze flowing through the trees... There's apples growing from them. It's so long that there's no bones, no sign of this. And you see a nice, peaceful village. Smoke is slowly rising from one of the chimneys. There's children playing. They, they have no fear of the woods anymore. No fear of, of, of even wolves or, or orcs or anything that could be lurking and they're randomly encountered, as it were. And you see these, these kids, these people who are just commoners. They're not heroes. These are the people who you've gone to for, for food and, and helped protect, and they don't even need protection anymore. And you get the sense that you could just stroll through these forests without your bow, without your arrow, without anything. And Wrath takes off his crown and hangs it on one of the branches of the apple tree. <laughs> he slides down, and he says, This isn't true. This... 
also exist out there. Those children down there? They would be killed if they were running that far from the town. Since those men down there, they'd be recruited into, say, my army. Or, or, or a Mind Flayer's army. Or, or, or killed by orcs. Since this is a terrible world. Since you and I, we wanted the same thing. Of course, we went about it rather different. Since I tried to rule the world. Since I'm you, I failed. Since I'm, I realize now I'm overpowered. You've, you've killed most of me. He says, the crown has even failed me. He says, but your vision here, we can make this happen. He says, look around at you. This is what it could look like. It, it won't be easy, of course, but if you turn off the suppression device, I can teleport away. I can use the crown. I can use the throne to set it up so that you and your friends wipe out everything evil in the world. He says, you know I have the power, and I know you have the power. He says, who do you think knows better where every single dragon slayer, a mind flayer colony, a, a beholder's cave is than I? He says, I know it all. I can send you right to it. And he says, and they? They don't have to know. He says, to them, here's what it'll look like. He says, I know you're a man of strategy, and you'll appreciate this. To them, when we come back, we'll have a little fight. It'll look like I died. There will be a body. He says, I have enough power still for that. There will be blood. I, I, will, I will curse the day they were born. And I will tell them. They won't see me do that. They won't even see you turn off the suppression device. All they will see is the fight and the victory. Behind the scenes, I will set it up. I will leave the clues so that you and your friends can turn the world you live into into the world we're standing in now. Now I'm just going to tell you. Metagame a little bit here. This is what... The other players will see too. So the other players, if if Hugh accepts this, they will see a little fight, and you know Greg is still planning the the next leg of adventures and such, and those adventures will basically be behind the scenes, a wrath, and you kind of setting it up so that the world is banished from evil. That's that's what it'll look like, and they they won't know it because it'll all be behind the scenes. But Hugh will know it. And Hugh will be guaranteed this ending that he wants. All, as long as, you know, it's, as it's within Arath's power, which up to now you assume is possible. Arath says, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want the death. I don't, I don't want to be killed. So if I die, I'm going to hell. And I've got a big debt in hell. He says, it is not going to be happy for me down there. I've got eternity to pay down there. He says, all I want is to live. And I can give you what you want. He says, I swear I will not use this crown for anything but your dream. Because I know if I do, you and your friends will wipe me out. You will hunt me down. I won't have my academy. I won't have my minions. He says, it'll be not a fair fight. You'll just wipe me out. The only thing I will use the crown of the throne for 
to set up what you desire. Send him to the others, it will be invisible. You can make this world a better place, Hugh. But your first step is turning off that suppression device and letting me go. And why should I believe anything you say? It's because I'm at the end of my wits. And so you would say anything to survive. He says it is true. How can I convince you? So I didn't open up with the the one metagame. Oh, yeah. So uh, the intention uh, of this interaction here is you can respond, have uh, have an interaction. But uh, you, you, as a player, also need to let let us know if Hugh accepts the deal in his mind. So Hugh might say... Okay, I'll do it. But he's actually lying to him, and he's hoping to catch Which him off guard and kill him. Right? But we need to know, that, but we need to know that if that's a lie. I need to know: Does Hugh actually, in his mind, uh, intend to take the deal and deactivate? Remember, it'll be invisible to the, the suppression other, device. To the I just need players. to know if, if, if no. that intention does Hugh, exist. Hugh, so um, you can roleplay it however you want. You can say sure, but just let me know what the real thing is. No, Hugh. Wow, I would love to have the world that you created. Uh, it wouldn't be right. Something would be wrong. A world like that. I don't know. Says, so what don't you know? Says, so this isn't trickery. The only people you'd be tricking are the bad guys. I set it up, you go in there and kill them. It's what you guys do best. He says, you think it won't be fun for me? I hate those guys as much as you do. I'm sure you do, but... No. Now, as you're saying this... Um, orcs on wargs start riding out of the forest. Start setting that town on fire. Start chopping at the kids. It's terrible. And Rap says, look, this is beyond you. you. This is beyond you. You want this stuff to happen? You're going to let this stuff happen? You can't be everywhere at once. Because do you know who can? With that crown and that throne, I can. And I will be serving you. I could never trust anything you say. I don't think even if you gave me proof that I could not disbelieve, I could never trust anything you say. Good. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go ahead, send everyone in. Uh, yeah. No, no. We no, need, not yet. We need Dalman. Oh, Damon yeah, Dalman. And don't tell them. Don't tell okay. them anything. Okay. Don't tell them what we talked about. So what did Dalman want again? He wanted, um... He wanted a Wrath's Redemption. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is a good one. He, uh, he wants... He wants a Wrath to do right what he's done wrong without having to kill a Wrath. Yeah. He, he wants he wants to be able to save his friend. For and that, it's as simple as letting him live. And, yeah, okay. yeah. So, we'll start off with you. Let's wrap this up, shall we? Welcome, Eric. Curious about what's been going on in here? Uh, powerfully, <laughs> limitlessly curious. Has anyone out there uh, mentioned what it was? That, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. I mean, people were obviously speculating and joking, but no one says any has said a word about what's going on behind closed doors. So, the intention of today's uh, interview is uh, 
gonna have a little uh, <laughs> uh, little role playing event going on here, but and you can then uh, say what he wants, okay. say as you will. However, um, you will also need to let us know if Darwin actually, from a uh, from an out of character concept, intends to accept the deal, intends to deactivate the suppression device right. if he is. Um, actually going to do it. So you can say whatever you can say and light right. it. We have around, flavor and we have mechanics. But you need to tell us if you're actually, uh, if Daleman intends to take the deal despite uh, what he may actually say or converse with. Do you want to start in any particular order because one may affect the other? I've, the, the way the flavor goes, I ask you to let me first. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I only need to know, uh, you know, after the whole conversation, because maybe you can be Persuaded. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not entirely resolved. But in the end, I, uh, at one point, you. tell yeah. me, Daleman absolutely will not take a deal, or Daleman will take the deal. I mean, it's it's a binary decision gotcha. in the end to reach for the suppression device or not reach for the suppression device, which is what I wrapped up. That's, that's all you're doing. Okay. So, all uh, right. But it can take some time getting there. So, you're used to seeing a confident wrath. This is not the Arath you're used to saying. You, you understand, he is at the end of his line. You have traced him into the, the academy, which used to be, no one could get him there. That yeah. was his, his, I mean, even like metagaming like, there's no way you guys can get here until Insurable, you yeah. all the levels. In undetectable. You're at his throne, and you have the suppression device. This, this turkey's coat. Yeah. And he sees it too. You see, suddenly, he's lost life from his face. His face is pale. You can see the veins. There's a little trickle of blood going down his nose. And his eyes keep kind of darting around looking for opportunities. And finally, his shoulders just slump. And you just see that, that recognition of, I'm, I'm, I'm doomed on his face. And he looks towards you, and just for a moment, just for that bare moment, you think... Yeah, I mean, you don't trust him, but you think you see a little bit of that old wrath. Glimmer. And he starts walking towards you, and then he stumbles, and the crown falls from his head and rolls towards you and stops at the toe of your boot. And he looks up and, and clutches his head, and he just says, Daleman, since I'm not the man I used to be, says, you know that the wrath you traveled with, you had your victories with, he is... He's dead. He's not here anymore. He says, but, as you know, not all dead things stay away. He says, there is that shard of him still within me. Without him, I wouldn't be as powerful as I am now. You you know that. He says, a man a man does not start over from from, from child every time he, he changes a bit. He says, especially the way I've changed. He says, and you know what caused that change. For a moment you have a, a memory, the deck of many things. And he says, I, I sometimes wonder how this would all have been had, had you chosen not to pull from the deck. Uh, and Daleman kind of hangs his head. Uh, he hadn't fully accepted uh, that it was the deck of many things. He had seen... He had seen so many perils and so many kind of conflicts and draining experiences, um, so much madness, you know, throughout, you know, their adventures um, in the cratered mines, fighting against the cult of elemental evil, and, you know, to hear it from Arath's own mouth, now he knows that 
it was that it was that deck that that ten minutes that they spent consequential moment. Uh, I mean, uh, among along on this road fraught with so many other kind of more visible uh, and kind of pressing perils, and he just kind of shakes his head to kind of kind of at the at the the chance of it all, and he says, um, and he says, he says, when when did you know that it was the deck? He says, not not at first. At first, he says it was like an addiction. It was, it was one of those things that. I'd follow power. I might do something, something horrible. But I always said, I never again. You know, I only needed it that once, just just to get the next leg up. But now I'm, I'm powerful enough. I, I have what I needed. And then another opportunity would come up, and and damn it, it I can't say it wasn't in my control. I I can never say that. You wouldn't believe that. He says, and I, I can't believe that I will get out of here alive. He says, your, your friend, Aurora. Brandis, they're not going to let me out of here alive. Hugh will not let me out of here alive. He says, but though my wrath, the wrath I am now, will die, you have seen me split myself before. He says, with the power of the crown, with the power of the throne, that the tiny shard of me, I can let go. And though I will die, that wrath will live. Says, I know he cannot live here because your your friends will not let him live. He says, but he has my power. He can teleport away. And and Dillman, he says, I will destroy the crown because I know you won't even let the the, the old wrath have it. He says, and and I don't want you to have it because well, you'll erase me from history. Then says, I would never do that. He says. He says, I, I, I know so little about the crown. You, you surely know of the Lord Keeper Kala. And he kind of like, kind of lurches forward with kind of a, a look of anger on his face. He says, you sent his soul almost to where he could never come back. He, he kind of chuckles from him and he goes, yes, well, I must tell you, this is something that I can't promise I would never do again. But that tiny shard, that old wrath is still there. And he could live. He says, I must admit this isn't this isn't entirely for you. For me, even though my current being will die, he says part of me will live on in the good wrath. He says, I mean this is this is how it works. Uh, I it won't be powerful enough to take over, and I know that if <laughs> I even ever attempted to, you and your friends would hunt me down and kill me. There I mean there there are no second chances. He says, but all I want to do is live. Since I tried to take over the world, and I failed, and I, I've accepted that. I didn't before, but now that I'm here, and I, I see all of you there with your weapons, and, and, and you, you survived the academy, you survived my academy. He says, Damn. I can make this happen. Damon's kind of at, at, at this last kind of set of phrases now looking at the ground and he says he says tell me wh- one more time what is it that you want he says all I want is for you to turn off the suppression device he says what your friends will see is the final fight your action will not exist for them before I destroy the crown I will make it so that they don't even know you turned off the suppression device they won't see me sending away that shard of being to live on 
All they will see is me. I can't say I won't defend myself, but you and I know I have lost most of my power. And they will kill me. They'll find my body, and they will see the crown melted into slag. None of it will remain. None of that power will remain. What will remain, though, is that little shard of your old friend. Damon looks a wrath hard in the face with stern eyes and says, I was betrayed once by someone who I loved very dearly, my mentor, Herson, who raised me in the ways of a bounty hunter's. And it was his betrayal that taught me that wanting someone is not enough, but they must want you back. He says, I've journeyed all this way not to bring any sort of justice, not to, uh, not even for the millions of people which we have been able to save, which is important. I came all this way because I thought that you might be the man who wanted to bring things back to how they were. He says, I came all this way because I wanted you. I wanted you back. And he look, raises a finger and he says, it's clear to me that you want none, none of myself and none of the old life that you had before. And he says, let's end this now. So Damon. Damon's not in. All right. Rath doesn't want anything to do with him. He had his chance to say, and he said he wanted the crown, and he said he wanted to survive. The guy, the, what he wanted to hear was, I want Daleman, and Rath didn't say any of that. Nice. All right. Okay. Go bring everyone in. Okay. <clears throat> no, 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 not yet. Not yet? Okay. You're back. I'll, uh, I'll take over. Thanks for letting me do that, Greg. You should, are you going to stay? Or yeah, you... yeah, yeah. All right. Why don't I grab this? I'll take out that page. That's a lot of fun, Greg. I'll hand it all over back to you. I need to set up a. Uh... It's a big challenge. What up? The camera, where's a stack of uh, dungeon tiles, the long ones? I'm going to go like this so I don't have to see what's going on. What you guys do out there? Talk about our new characters. Talk about the characters we're going to roll up after this. After the TPK? Yeah. Not much faith in our fellow man over here. It's pretty much going to be. I want you to know that I am not looking at (laughs) chat right now (laughs) because I want to be surprised. I specifically turned that off so that I won't know. Good idea, Ren. I kind of wanted to take this outside with me (laughs) so I could read what the chat (laughs) was saying while we were talking to everyone and see if I could piece together what people were doing. Uh, but we're not like that, are we? Thanks for letting me run that, guys. Thank you for running it. I yeah, think you were, you were very good. One or more of you here's the response. See? That wasn't so hard. Before you have a chance to respond, this is told in the second person, but it is directed to those that know who they are. Before you have a chance to respond, you feel a sudden familiar lurch in your consciousness, as though someone has placed an arcane wedge in the sliver of space between your will and your consciousness. Arath looks at you smugly as your vision spasms. Clearly, Arath has been working his magic on you since you walked through the chamber, and with your ascent, has been able to tighten the noose he's looped around your mind. As it tightens, 
completely, and you realize that uh, as you have let your mental guard down, it has allowed him to secure the mind control that he has used on so many thousands of others. To all of you, the vision begins to quake violently before shattering, revealing the throne room once more. The shaking continues, however, as you see more of the room cracking and filling with bits of debris as several torches are knocked from their sconces by the now endless rumbling. Each of you see Brandis turn quickly and leap for the suppression device, and you know that he intends to deactivate it. Here's a skill challenge. One round. I'm gonna kill him, and then I'm gonna kill him again! At 15 successes, you stop Brandis from deactivating the uh, from deactivating the suppression, suppression. device, which uh, all of you know, it's without really that, is uh, extremely important. However, Brandis will die in the process. Okay. What kind of die? At 24 successes, you stop him and manage to spare Brandis's life. However, Arath escapes. Okay. And the distraction and the hurry uh, he escapes from you uh, and lives on to uh, do who knows what. Over way, way, way over here at 27 successes you manage to stop him and prevent Arath from escaping. I'll just put it out there so people can strategize. Uh, oh, no. Damon greatly prefers 24 successes to 27. Yep. Uh, by the Here's way, the other is, note that was up. Uh, this prepared. is something your characters, yeah. <gasps> Sorry, dude. They promised me such things. Um, I, I just laid 20 bucks on the table and Dan said, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Brandis does participate in this as well. You participate in this. Okay, yeah. You can try to save yourself. How many, yeah. how many rounds of checks? One. One round. One round. And 27 is to stop a rat? I didn't catch that. What are these for? 27 is to stop a rat and for? save Brandis. Oh, uh, and Greg wasn't here. I was going to use them to lie. Stop a rat, save Brandis, and I'll keep the thing going. And we have... We each One have an action point. Did you point? earn these hero points things for something that oh, Kevin did? Uh, what I yeah. was going to do is if you weren't here... How many do you each have? Two. One. One. Can we two. add one to our roll? You can use it to add one. You can use them to add to your roll. Basically, it's a bonus you get. One, one yes! each they were uh, they were for making his academy seem really grim. Before the academy was grim. Super flavorful. It was pretty terrible. After. It tasted awful. So we each have an action point as well. I do. We got a milestone. Well, milestone. Okay. Milestone. Yeah. And this is after the result. We can have these. Very important. I have an so, action point. I have some dailies that I haven't used yet. Yes. No. Great. So I can I add that. Is there anyone else who's invested in another outcome besides 27? Uh, just so we can know, because you guys know Damon. Damon's always talked about he doesn't want to kill Wrath. So you guys know that. Is there any other outcome that you guys want to reveal? That you Are we saying killing Wrath or capturing or defeating? I don't want him to escape. I don't want him to escape. Damon wants to allow Wrath to escape and save Brandis' life. Doesn't that mean he takes the crown with him? I mean, I don't know what that means. May, may or may not. I That's what Damon wants. He doesn't want to kill a rat. He never came here to kill a rat. You Red, guys all know this. Red like, means he escapes against your will. He slips out during the distraction. Okay, That's fine. Back is the full is twenty-seven? <laughs> so, kill him or capture him? I'm just saying. Fine. I, I don't know. Twenty-seven is you prevent him from escaping. He doesn't escape. Kill him. It just okay. means he doesn't escape. Yeah. Uh, Ren is one hundred percent going for a rat. Okay. 
Okay. Is anyone else wanting like the? No. Uh, does anyone else want like the kind of half and half? Uh, no. He would like to capture a rat. Yeah, we gotta capture him. Okay. At least, if not kill Well, I, I don't know how this is gonna work mechanically. I would like to go last then, so obviously I can you, achieve my goal. You're been, gonna work I, against I, I, us? No, 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 not against us. the deal. Not, not, not strategically against us, but I'm saying, like, that's how Damon would play this situation, so obviously I want to go last to be able to He's about to stab him, Damon's not gonna do it. Uh, it makes a difference for me not to go first. Well, it's not about killing him. So Damon, yeah. if everyone says stop yeah, him and Damon has a chance him. to stop him, Damon would... Yeah, Damon would just go. let and him run out against the middle of the entire group. Because yeah, we are, yeah. Totally so, Europe is yeah. a traitor. Yeah, if that happens, there's going to be issues. There will be issues. There's going to be issues no matter what here. No, yeah. no, Eric's the bad guy here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. There's, there's... Definitely a bad These are different issues completely. Um, Man, we are mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Brandis. Well, I'm not risking. Don't you have something to turn off? I'm right not now? risking their lives now. You're risking everyone's lives and killing. Okay, it's not gonna be like this, Red. <laughs> it's a different choice. It's a different choice, and that means something to me. Okay, it's gonna help everyone. Red Man will never believe yeah. me again. Can I go? <laughs> yes. Okay, Red. Seeing, uh, seeing Brandis turn and make a bolt for the. Uh, device uh, quickly yells at him and says uh, says you will not be the one to turn off the device how dare you betray us as he throws out his hand um, and you see just a whirling um, just cloud a blur of swords appear right in front of uh, Brandis as they're spinning in an attempt to Ward him off and get him to stop advancing on the um, on the device. Before you roll, are you using a daily? This Don't is a forget da- that you're going to need to declare that before. Okay, this is a daily that I'm using. Okay. 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 So and that was an intimidate check. This whole thing is try to intimidate him to not go further. So this is a level twenty. Oh. And nice. you saved a good one. Yeah. So with the intimidate check. That's a 41 Intimidate, plus 20 is a 61 Intimidate Woo! to stop 61. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's uh, 10 over hard. So that's easily your three successes. Nice. And Ren is going to blow an action point. Yes. Yes. Action. More and um, when, as Brandis approaches the the whirling uh, blades uh, he hears the sound of Ren's voice pleading with him to not do, don't do this to the group and all we've fought for this is not what we came here for do not do not fall prey to the uh, lies of a wrath does that mean I can't use diplomacy no, that, there's no limit in that yeah. way. Um, this is another daily that I'm using. Okay, so you're action pointing then? I'm action you pointing. Did. Gotcha, I And using a daily. Alright. Uh, this daily gives me a plus five to... See, how's this going to work? It gives me a plus five to diplomacy checks. I'm doing a diplomacy roll. Do I also get the bonus of the daily? 
So do I then, because it's a level yeah. 6, so do uh, I then get a plus 11? Is that how this is going to work? Um, What's the... How do you want to work? Yeah, it's a daily power that gives you a plus 5 to a diplomacy check. Yes. Then, yeah. So, and I can also take the, the, the level of the... Until the end of the encounter. I see. Because of our mechanics. Yeah, go ahead and take the full thing. Okay. Because it's specific for... Uh, I'll, I'll rule that. Okay, so... Okay, plus 11. Uh, this is going to be a diplomacy. That's a 31 plus 11 then is a 41. Rolled a straight one on that. Mm-hmm. But 41? 31? Oh. So that's a 41. A 41 oh, 40. total? Good job. No, wait. 31 yeah, plus a, 11, 42. Not going to matter, but... You've got coins here. And coins. I've got a coin, which more. will give me 43. Can I donate my coin? Or can we donate coins to other people? Um, all in our rolls or anyone's rolls? Can we donate them? We can donate them. I'll put up two. So to get the extra, I'd need what? 43? 44. 44. So I would need... So it's 42. I would need two more coins. I'll give you you one. You give him one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Betrayer! <laughs> right. So, that is... <laughs> so that beats the hard DC by 10. Is just Brandis that betrayed? That makes sense. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. You guys are He promised you whatever you wanted. All he wanted was him, and he didn't want me. I know. I know, that's like... It made sense. There's another three. Nice. nice job, Ren. All right. Brandis is all but saved for now until Rourke gets Ren a hold is of not it. going to get no. fucked by Brandis. <laughs> Brandis. If anyone's going to do the fucking, it's either Ren or Raph. You'd rather get fucked. Who's by going Raph. next? Ren Kim. Hugh will go next. Come on, Hugh. Hugh sees Hugh Brandis um, leaping. For the suppression device device and realizing the same offer he received, uh, he immediately leaps, sees what, even before he starts fully moving, Hugh is moving as well, because he sees him going. Um, And he blows a daily and begins firing arrows uh, at Araf and at Brandis to attempt to hinder their attacks and with their efforts. Uh, so he's blowing a daily, and I'm doing my action points, so it's sort of all one action, if that's cool. Okay, sure. So, two rolls for two checks, but... Two dailies? Uh, no, one daily, but and then action, action points, point. and then the other thing. But okay. I'm gonna do the daily on the second one. So the first one's perception, for seeing him go. Alright. That's an 18, plus a 25. <laughs> yeah, that'll... Oh, wait. It's 43. 38, 43. When you're 43. And one of the tokens. Okay, 44. Boom! 44. Mm. That's three. And then action point as he begins uh, firing arrows, striking at them. This is his level 19 daily attack. Um, striking for points that will weaken. So... 19 plus 23 is a good bit, and then 42. plus 8. 50. <laughs> 50? Wow. What is the bonus you get for the action point? Uh, just getting to go again. Just going again? Okay. Yes. I thought you were... Yeah, that was 23 plus 19 plus 8, so it's another hard. As he strikes in arrows... So another, another 3? Yes, another 3. Okay. 
Uh, as he yeah. begins striking in arrows at the uh, form of a wrath and also at Brandis attempting to hinder him, wounding if possible. Certainly. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, Who's next? I'll go. I know you've been there the last stretch. So I hit. <laughs> okay. Let's see. For this one, I'm going to use a daily. I'm going to use Wrath of the Gods. It's a plus six. It's a level six power. As she activates her hammer, eyeballing a wrath, then looking back at um, at Brandis, and she knows she's got to stop Brandis first before she can take down that weaselly betrayer, a wrath. Strikes out with her hammer at a nearby statue. Doesn't look like Brandis. To tear it down to get it in between the path of him and the suppression device. Using a dungeoneering check. 25 plus 6. With no daily? No, I declared a daily. Oh, gotcha. I'm sorry. Um, so 17 plus 25 is 30. 42. 42 plus the 6. So. 48. She 48. succeeds if he stumbles and. That gets you. Not gonna die this time. To exactly 15, which is enough that you have definitely stopped. And as she does so, Brandis from uh, stops Brandis from deactivating the suppression. Perhaps Brandis is even crushed by the statue. He can't get up. And as she sees that he's taken care of, she turns her attention to Arath. Action point. And begins. Her attempt to stop him from escaping as she uses her other daily, her level 15, True Nemesis, so appropriately named. Because she knows that Brandis isn't the, isn't the bad guy here. He's just extremely misguided. But it is actually Arath who is her true nemesis now. And truly, oh. the nemesis of the world's well-being. Apple or not. Nemesis. Here is Deception. Agreed. Agreed. Inception? Uh-huh. And she uses uh, her diplomacy to get him to delay as she just starts spouting off the uh, the champion's code and just trying to get him just, just to get her hook in like some corner of his mind that maybe is untouched by this uh, by this madness he seems to have come over. You see that Brandis is beginning to bleed. Oh no! From oh, his eyes, slightly from <laughs> his ears, as you have seen this before, the intentional self-destruction of those under Arath's control. No, so that's a twelve plus twenty-four 36. is thirty-six. Plus the fifteen is fifty-one. Definitely enough for another three successes. Enough to perhaps sever the connection between. Brandis and his controller. Certainly getting there. Brandis, heal thyself. Brandis, <laughs> who is now has now been stopped from uh, activating the or deactivating the suppressor and dying in the process, but feels the, the Plan B of a wrath um, coming into effect. Simply, that does nothing more than trying to. Use his his 
immortal will to fight against the deterioration of his own body as he uses <laughs> um, as he uses the only thing that can stop your body dying from the inside ultimate parry <laughs> hey, death itself. A, a level 12 daily my last daily you miss so okay 35 plus 12 is 47. Get some. How it's done. Oh, you will then. One, two, three. Action point. Action points are beautiful things. And, um. Failure is not an option. Get up. Seeing that he is, has the, um. His, the self destruction sequence almost under control, he gets up, turns around, and begins a mighty charge towards a wrath. His Get his crown! Just a... You owe me your crown! Um, if nothing else, you owe me that much. Roll. There's a 23. That's not the medium. Which is uh, above easy, so... That's it's... too short of medium. Yeah. Uh, medium? You have um, a coin, I have and Hugh has a coin. A coin. Medium's Wait, that's 25. A, that's a 23 total? Like yes. with your twenty-five. I rolled a three, a twenty athletics. I still twenty-three. Uh, Say twenty-three or twenty-five. Twenty-three. And you didn't have any Oh, and you didn't use any daylight. You got two coins. All right. So using two of your coins earned earlier. You got one, right? Good. For medium. Oh, right. I forgot. Medium is just one. Yeah. People don't often roll that low. It's pretty impressive. Indeed. If we were playing by golf rules, you'd be Tiger Woods. You'd be really, really good. Three at a par. Uh, Alright, so explain um, what is uh, what is the stake here for uh, for Daleman. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted some clarity on. Um, like, it's been really clear that the the Daleman did not come here to kill a wrath. And so I just need to know what defeating means. Daleman's first priority was not I never said defeat. It's sure, not sure, defeat. I said stop him from escaping. Okay, yeah, stop. Escaping. Stop him from escaping, sure. So, Damon's first priority, which was what was done inside closed doors, is to not risk any of your lives for what a wrath has done, because a wrath, you know, surely has, has betrayed them, and was not at all, was not, did not show Damon the commitment that he returned in order to tempt him properly to make a switch. But now we're in a situation where, you know, Daemon knows he will face justice at the hands of several of you, and he does not want that to happen. And so, as long as you guys are safe, and he feels like the objects are recovered, like if he thinks Arath is going to take off with the throne and the crown, he can't let that happen. But if he can drive Arath away without the throne, and maybe without the crown, he might let that happen, because he knows that those are really where the danger is compared to just Arath himself in his mind. So, understood. So that. that's what I understood from the beginning. The the final yeah. the final um, objective. The final objective here is meant to be that there yeah. is uh, an outstanding threat. Certainly, obviously, if you get there and Damon wants to let him get away, um, he's not forced to not let him get away. Right. Um, I don't want to unfairly sway things, but yeah, I, I want. Then, um, so with suggest... this suppression device, he can't use the, the throne, right? Yeah. Right. Until the suppression device um, 
Like, Damon will obviously try it with everything he has to help Brandis now survive. He doesn't want Brandis to die. And then, so beyond that, whether or not he uses an action point, yeah, I just, I, Damon's next actions would be to secure the throne and the crown, which is what he came for. If the Wrath gets away, better. I mean, he, he doesn't want a Wrath to stay around. He knows Aurora and Ren and Brandis are going to kill him. He doesn't want that. All right. Um, so, you can't always because he knows will happen. Yeah. I mean, that's what this you is see, about. Was really you see, as present. a wrath is trying to use this distraction, buying time to get away, he appears to be using the last of his strength, the only thing that is left, which uh, was drawn through Brandis, his mind control with him. You can tell that without being able to drive that wedge into the mind, he wouldn't have even been able to do this much. He was already wiped out and creating this vision that you had seen um, was already the last of his strength. And now with a little boost from being able to break into uh, Brandis's mind, he has one left. It looks like he's going to um, uh, basically just open a portal and go somewhere. With the crown? With the crown. The crown is on the ground. It has been dropped in the scuffle to get away. Okay. Uh, and you, saw, you can see him look back at it, but he... <laughs> Is a pragmatist, and uh, even going really, uh, even even when going mad, he can see that if you were to reach for the crown, it's over for him. Or maybe damn, we could convince him yeah, not yeah. to. But he's going to get away, but the crown will be behind him. Okay, run go with everything no! I can throw at you, dude. Hot, so, no! let him. Go. It's uh, it's up to you. So that the last part of that yeah. is not um, is simply him getting away. Okay. If you get there, you can just let him get away or not. Uh, is, is the throne has the, the throne on this, this from the end of the heroic tier? Like this okay. is Damon's storyline. Um, so we don't, me, we don't have to kill him though. We don't uh, have to. You, there's, but she there's, will. I mean, if you guys want to yell things to him, but let me let me do one roll to save Brandis. So, uh, Daleman, as he sees... I thought uh, the blood mark was safe. As he sees uh, Brandis no, uh, uh, charge a wrath, oh. um, Daleman knows that, it, that Brandis will only be able to shake himself free of, of the terror by being able to land a mighty blow against a wrath. Um, and so, summoning up his, uh, his uh, prowess, he'll, he will blow a daily to get another plus two to this roll. Um, Level two daily? <laughs> A level two daily. That's all I have left. Eric's rolling big. <laughs> Woo! Still have a level two daily. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a level fifteen um, and a level six. Oh, his, with all his strength, he sends. He calls to the winds of his homeland. He says, "Says winds of my homeland, speed him on his charge," and just thrusts his hands forward as a, a column of the coldest, uh, of the coldest air from the heart air. of Narfel comes from the ether itself. As it rushes to aid Brandis on his mighty charge. So that's 12 plus 14 plus 23 is. Yeah, so 14 plus 26 and 23 is 41. No, it's actually 22 because I have the minus one. So 28. Yeah, so so it's just 22 and 14. 38. So that's two. So. That's Brandis. Yeah, Brandis. Describe your charge to free yourself from the mind of control of Brandis. No, he might be the last of the, the people that Arath is trying to kill with the mind control. Sees that Arath is just barely holding on to this, and 
charges forward and the gust of air lifts him off his feet as he charges down. The strike does not actually land on a wrath, but strikes the previously impenetrable shield of a wrath. And there's a loud shattering noise as bits of arcane shards fly out and rip through the walls, still very powerful in their own right, but have now been released from a wrath. And, uh, and his control on Brandis is likewise shattered. He's still right. covered in blood. Brandis is, Brandis is saved. Brandis is saved. Um, Damon simply, as, as the winds continue to blow, just glides himself across the, uh, across the floor towards a wrath, stopping to pick up the crown, and looks straight at, at a wrath kind of cowering before his portal, and he says, get out of here, and may the fates do with you, do with you better than they have. Burgess is screaming out, Ren. no, no! Ren! A man of mad ambition is doomed to repeat his failures. Damn it, he will most- never... He will never be innocuous. Ren. You release him just to repeat what he's done. Seeing what's going on, Ren just, in a moment of fury, yells at a wrath and says, Fine, coward, run! You think I was lying when I said, when I threatened you before, saying that I would that I would know where you are. I'm more powerful than you can ever dream of. Wherever you run, whatever you do, I will find whatever rock you go underneath and I will burn you. Do you understand me? You run, coward, but I've got all the time in of eternity to find you. And when you come to my plane, you will surely pay for the wrongs you have committed against me. So go ahead and run. I can bide my time. And then he looks at Damon and says... And we've got words later. Damon says, I've spoken my piece. And says, I have not yet spoken mine. At least to you. What happened? Hugh's speechless. Does Brandis say anything? The the words of the best description of Damon come into his head, which is, Damon is the most genuine person you could ever meet. We've all known this would happen. Every time we talk to Bubba, we're out of here. Disappears into the portal. <clears throat> Red spits on the ground in disgust. <laughs> you then hear a voice. Not much unlike Arath's, but not exactly the same. It is coming from the direction of the throne. It's over! It's all over for you! <laughs> what the fuck? And you see a sight that you've not seen for quite some time. Goddamn puppet. Goddamn <laughs> porcelain doll. Oh my god. Sitting so scary. atop the throne. I knew it. You see him as he just drags his body as the bottom half of this uh, porcelain doll seems unable to uh, unable to move on its own. He uh, just dragged himself to the edge of the throne. He says, I made all of this. I made it. Not you. You're nothing. Ah! They're too stupid to see. They've lost, but I know. And then he just falls back and rolls. I know the truth. This is just the beginning. Ah! 
And uh, as the portal closes up behind the Arath that went through the portal, a huge part of the tower that you are in crumbles and falls inwards as a huge boulder crashes into the ground. Oh, God. Showering the floor with debris. You realize that this place is falling apart. <laughs> Aura looks over to Ren and says, Can you get us out of here? Says, Well, I can definitely try. Damn, Always did what a says, I hear that's pretty powerful. Don't you even think about it. We're not touching that thing. Start your, your portaling with uh, decisive movements. Not allowing any discussion on the matter, she strides up to the throne. Uh, are we going to try and recover that? This place looks like it's about to fall apart. Like, She's going to let this thing implode plane. with this she, stupid uh, plane. She apparently is not uh, she... entertaining the idea of discussing tactics at this moment. Not as, at all. You can she's, say this as she strides she's forward. She's absolutely furious, and she's going to crush this doll if no one does anything decisive to no, stop her. All about crushing the doll. <laughs> all right. She takes her out her hammer. Doesn't even blink at the thing. She just brings her hammer down. Bam! Thousands of pieces of porcelain shatter, exploding in every direction. She just breathes a heavy sigh, just like, that wasn't satisfying at all. And she looks over at Daemon and just has nothing to say. And she looks over to Ren and says, Is that portal done yet? As the doll shatters, you see fissures form instantly in the uh, in the floor asked. in the uh, in this academy as it just cracks as the entire dimension feels or as the entire plane feels to be quaking and bits of the uh, bits of the academy just falling up not bits chunks huge swaths of the academy falling over as you can hear out into the courtyard uh, that is just crumbling in there and as you look you can see that parts of the floor are being separated from other parts and they're starting to float apart as if you're standing on your own little moats of earth as this entire place is separating and uh, as cracks shoot up the walls of the academy the whole thing is falling apart extremely quickly with when Aurora yells this at Ren Ren is still in an absolute furious mood and he snaps right back at her and says don't you dare tell me how to wield my arcane magic it'll be done when I goddamn well say it's done you're angry! And Good! He says, Use that! And he says, in a, in a fit of rage, he just looks at Hugh and says, You grab the crown, and looks at Brandis and says, You grab the throne, and get your asses back over here. She says, As Leave the, that throne where it is! Ren says, You grab the throne. Don't touch that throne! <laughs> Ren specifically wants Brandis to grab the throne because he doesn't know shit about magic, and neither does Hugh, and if the two, if the two most unmagical people have to carry the things that's probably the safest bet because if Ren got the crown right now he would nuke the shit out of like half of this plane uh, Hugh collects the crown from Daven gives it to him uh, he goes to take the crown Daven leave this evil thing here no where it can be destroyed properly it's done no one any good ever I don't know how's, we how's know exactly what's happening is Ren waiting for it to if, if, if things are going it's, out of control Pretty much. I open think that at this that's point. Fun. As Ren attempts to open this portal, the magic starts to create uh, the familiar rift through the dimension as it shuts closed violently, blasting back at his at black at him. As he realizes that this entire place has powerful forbidden magic upon it, 
preventing portals in or out, which would make sense considering this place was so impossible to get to or from without the specific draconic magic. Is, are, is there Remember any that time you didn't that want to carry that statue around? Outside? This is just like Ren. that. There still exists the uh, the great spider web-like fissure outside that appears to be perhaps a uh, uh, maybe unstable, but certainly at least temporarily available. permanent, available uh, uh, rift. The woman says, it's time to make back. tracks. If we can't get out of here magically, we're going to have to hot-foot it. Let's Ren says, go! Ren says, hot-foot it? Where are you going to go? The whole place. This is a tell. This is wait. You're gonna go outside. That yeah. shit's breaking up too. What are you gonna do? We're in an ele- We're in a planar pocket now. He says. Then, then make something else. That's the only exit I can see. He's Ren says God. we have. Don't use that thing. We voice. have only yes, one sir. other thing that I can think of. We either all go down, right here, right now. Zargath and their great. Uh, adventure to save the world succeeded, but they all died in the process. Or I'm gonna have to harness some of the juice on this baby to get us out of here. <laughs> Take a seat. You know that the throne functions by draining people around you, and there is no one here but you five. How drained? Like a sip from each. I mean, that's that's how it, that's it. how it functions, it. right? It draws the arcane weave. Use my life force. Ren says, well, oh, Ren, I'm gonna need... Then Ren says, give me the crown, then. Turn off the suppression device. What will that do? I'm looking for all the juice I can get! Oh, God. The crown. That's exactly what a rap uh, sounded like. <laughs> for all the juice I can have. Correct. The fissures between the different moats has uh, is growing, and they are now wider than you could safely attempt to jump across. As uh, you realize that you are just floating through uh, uh, just a black space, as they're separating more and more, and you can see other parts of this academy now drifting apart. As huge swaths of the buildings around this have just are falling in to blackness below, as the yeah, gravity starts to just. Fade and then they're just floating uh, through the blackness in all sorts of different directions. Ren walks over and sits on the throne. Does he have the crown too now? Uh, well, you asked for the crown. Yeah. He was holding the crown. Did you give it to me? Are you gonna give this man? Don't make me regret this. You got it. You got it. Yeah, it what does Ren want the crown for? What does Ren want the crown for? He wants it for all the juice he can milk. In case he doesn't know, handy. just in case. He's playing on the ignorance of all of us because there's no indication that it gives you any juice. Yeah, that is it. It's never. Why? <laughs> oh my god! This is this is a plan all along. Ren takes a seat. Ren is standing. And as he puts. <laughs> And as he puts his hands on the Aurora is dying! Armrests, dying! He calls for everyone to gather around him. Aurora refuses. Ren is yeah, already standing around. in front of him. Ready. Aurora doesn't stand over here. Do it. She is so furious right now. Then Ren says, the You don't need to stand that close, I guess. And <laughs> begins that's, that's to channel. Ren feels the pools. Uh, the, the, there are two pools, one in each of the uh, armrests of the throne, that as his fingers touch into them, shoots up through his veins as if uh, as if a transfusion of arcane energy is 
starting to shoot into his body as he can feel the power of the throne wash over him. And as it does so, he can feel in his mind, uh, he can see around each of his companions, he can see the, uh, the weave around them, much like he can normally see and access uh, the arcane weave around him, only now it is expanded outwards. He's not drawn upon any of the energy yet, but he now feels it available to him, and he can see the effect that it would have on his companions to do so. Intensely painful, and uh, as it drains through them, this device, painful. while powerful, is also fairly crude in the way it works. Does Ren hesitate at all? Don't hesitate! Not at all. Ren looks at Brandis and says, Forgive me, friend, and drains almost all of the energy he sees. Is it enough? What is Ren attempting to to do with this power? Ren is attempting to suck that power down to use it to overcome... The uh, fragmentation. Just pull the, the, out of here. Overcome the barriers that are uh, at the academy to then you know, teleport us out. Ren can see that the uh, that the the spidery fissure that you originally came in through is sort of sputtering and becoming unstable as uh, as as it is growing and cracking further into this dimension as it grows larger. It seems that the draconic magic that Pour it open is starting to uh, overwhelm. Starting to uh, um, become too large for itself. That appears to be, at least currently, the only portal out. Is he concentrating on that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Describe as he. Uh, Do I is, have to, or can I concentrate on just straight was teleporting us out? Uh, you basically are accessing the uh, the arcane power of two people, not a gazillion people like a yeah. was. So uh, your Draconic powers, magic, we couldn't even make that portal except for a special magic, and I don't know if we could make. You something. could use the magic just to get us to the portal. Yeah, well, try what you can try. Well, right but. now, it appears to uh, it's it's sort of sputtering and cracking. But uh, just describe what he's attempting to do. Yeah. Ren is attempting to harness the power <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. Rick doesn't have that much energy to give you, as that sounds like what he's saying. And yeah. he looks, and nobody else knows what he's doing. I mean, no one else Ren is just doing. like concentrating and just kind of off in his own mind, staring. And he looks and he says, going "He says, Brandis was not enough. I need more." Oh God! Damon says, uh, "Son of a bitch!" Uh, Damon says, "If it will save you, take from me." Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ren then you immediately. Not killing. I didn't kill Brandis either. I took most of it. Are you two bickering, or is Ren using yeah. the? Uh, Ren doesn't so even. Ren doesn't even acknowledge her, and he looks at her and says, "Keep it up in your next." <laughs> I'd like to see Ren draws the power Don't even start from Damon, and he looks and he says, "The greater good." <laughs> and as Damon drops to his knees, not. He's dead wise. or anything. Uh, Ren's power grows. He's attempting to... He's attempting to teleport them just out of this plane to a place back... Through the tear? Like, move us through the tear? So he's attempting go, to open a portal? If we go through the tear, do I get to dictate where we go? Or no, you that, end up out there. In the battle. Like, 
You're, you're, in the middle you're of the asking battle. for a lot of control over power that is extremely chaotic. Okay, so in the middle of the battle, so Ren realizes that that in the middle of all this chaos, he's not going to be able to get him to go where he wants to go. So just getting out, period. Yeah. Even if it means they're going to another plane where they didn't even start, but just not this one that's getting ripped apart is going to be better and they can figure it out in a bit. So he then focuses all that power instead of just getting them out to where he wants to go, going through that rift. Describe him uh, sort of stabilizing stabilizing the rift. As, you know, things are, you know, there's bolts of energy fluctuating everywhere, and the rift keeps opening and closing and tearing and, and everything. You see all of a sudden it it's still shaking, but the hole's getting bigger and bigger. And now there seems to be almost a an arcane tunnel um, of just lightning and energy flowing that is blocking the, you know, stones that are falling and the energies that are zapping all around uh, at that um, Ren. Suddenly, you see coming through the rift. It's Kusi the Bard. Thunderstrike moving through Yar. the rift into the uh, into the demiplane of the academy and uh, you see it moving towards you through this tunnel that Ren has created as it has become stable enough to move through. Oh my god. I love that chip. Ren. Does Ren need to maintain the... Alright, you've got it going. Okay. Ren gets up, takes off the crown, slams it on the ground, and says, let's go. Hugh, Assuming that Brandis yeah. is still going to grab the throne and Hugh's going to grab the throne. turns to still like to move and just oh, wait, collapses says, on Hugh. Like, I don't think either of these arm, guys are in any but state can't, to pick up anything. But can't any walk and he says, okay. he just like barely mumbles to you and says, get me out of here. And just Ren. kind of like faints. Ren looks to Aurora and says, help Daemon. Looks to Hugh and says, grab the crown. Ren himself turns into a dragon <laughs> using one of his powers and grabbing Brandis, throws him up onto his back because he's a huge-ass dragon, and grabs the crown in his jaws. No, he's got the crown. Or grabs the throne. I mean, damn, jaws. And makes his way over to Thunderstrike. Does everyone get aboard? Mm. Uh, Sounds like it. It's a rough trip. Damn, a little heavy. Mm. Yeah. But it works. As... The tunnel starting to collapse behind. You see Kaz Dunlin at the wheel, holding it with all of his strength, sailing the airship back through the rift as it starts to sputter once again as Ren is no longer holding it open as it enters the open air above the forest of, uh, of Cormier. As you see, the battle on the other side is, uh, is nearly complete as the, uh, you see that it's the forces of your side are just mopping up. In fact, the strange sight is that all the, um, the others, uh, the other side, while they're, uh, while they're at guard, they're no longer attacking. It almost seems, uh, as if they're all confused and, and looking around like they, they don't know why they're defending themselves from these attacks coming from all sides, as you realize that the mind control over the masses must 
have uh, dropped during some event in the academy. Uh, as soon as is possible, while juggling, Damon Hugh conceals the crown in his pack so it's not visible. <laughs> oh, that Hugh! This so smart. Omanand. Yeah, can we drop it somewhere? No, I, I dropped it. I was carrying Damon. It's gone. No, it's the crown of Ogmar. Ogmar. Throne of Omanand. Thromanand. Thromanand. Ren gets back on the boat. <laughs> Or gets the boat, gets back on the ship, puts the throne down, puts Damon down, turns back into himself, and is furious. I mean, he. We are not a happy bunch of uh, successful people here. We are a bunch furious. of pissed off, tired people. Rora's and he just angry starts at almost all of you. And he at just starts. Everyone but you has done something <laughs> to piss off Aurora today. Like Ren, literally everyone. Now's your chance if you have Ren, some bad news. <laughs> Ren, Ren just starts ranting. No, no. Ren just starts just screaming to anyone. He goes, he goes. That son of a bitch. He offered me power. He offered me this. You think I need him to go and 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 and. See and to reach world renown. Look at us. Apparently, all you did we need any help from him? And spits on the ground. Looks at the throne and says, "says Zargeth doesn't need this. I don't need this this throne." Why did we bring it then? So you could do this because it's a. It belongs in a museum. It belongs to be destroyed. Because it may not be safe. What was Plan with the yeah, throne. what to to leave it there to be destroyed? It may not be that, safer there. You may not be destroyed. Nothing. I Take it up by whoever happens. The only one who knows how to get there is a rat. And he's Ren, alive. <laughs> Ren may not. Ren, in his fury, claims that he may not have needed these magical items because he's such a badass. But speaking of little shards, he would still <laughs> never destroy something like that. I mean, it's like. It would be like going and just knocking over one of the temples of Bahamut. This thing is so powerful. Same. Exactly the same. This thing is so powerful, there is so much energy in it. Ur is so offended by the analogy that she just doesn't even respond. Brandis is exhausted. But he does able to is able to choke out something about the countless legends of a powerful artifact artifact being destroyed and that energy not just disappearing. It going somewhere into other weapons that could be used against mankind. Glorious. Damon just sits kind of like limp back against the uh, the uh, I guess the the, the side the uh, the railing of Thunderstrike as we kind of cruise over the uh, the the world far below wind in our, our faces and he just kind of stares into the distance with a smile on his face. As uh, uh, he, as they've been able to accomplish, and he was able to do the things that he he most believed in, and really enjoys, you know, a, a moment of peace in all the hectic, kind of, you know, life threatening and, and soul taxing, you know, challenges they've been through. He's on the deck of the airship. Yeah, I guess that's really the positive. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just sits kind of like his moment of in. peace is quickly interrupted oh, as he can one see <laughs> oh, God. the ground 
coming up pretty quickly as he realizes that uh, altitude is being lost in the airship and as Kaz just shouts Yar, I can't keep her afloat! And it's an airship. It's floating. Stoila comes running uh, as the door opens up uh, from her quarters slash uh, engine room there and you see an explosion of purple light come from it. She says, Ah, fiddlesticks! <laughs> and she falls to the ground as then the uh, the airship lands on the ground with a huge thud as uh, everyone is <coughs> thrown to their knees except for Aurora yeah. who <laughs> remains standing. Guaranteed. And uh, as it just then comes to the comes to rest on the ground, uh, more like. And uh, Stoila says, Stoila says, we took a lot of damage in that fight. Uh, this is going to take some time to repair. Too much anger for one tiny dwarven body. <laughs> she says, I got it, I got it. It's not my fault. And she runs back in there and then just stops short of the door as another explosion comes out. Oh, no. And then she runs back in. Waits for the explosion and then goes in? Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess it's probably better than the other way around. I really need to see. Keep going, keep going. Ren was going to yell at you. Uh, <laughs> damn, damn, damn it, just leave. <laughs> Instead, let's all go. I really have to be. You have another source of, of disdain and uh, regret Hugh and looks around disappointment. Disappointment. The, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Do a Hugh. Uh, looks around the battlefield to see the state of things. Um, is, is anyone fighting still? Is it pretty much over? Uh, it does not take long uh, before... Both sides realize what is going on as... Uh, there's no as, fight anymore. There's no fight. Your side realizes that their opponents are are dumbfounded, and as the opponents start to realize that they are... Uh, that they were involved in a fight against their will and lay down their arms, that uh, that the fight basically ends by default. Aurora puts on her general hat, <laughs> and she addresses Heptos, and she says, Heptos, take the remaining paladins and begin healing the wounded. Mm. I want to separate all the people who are fighting against us, want them checked out, make sure everyone is uh, good to go before we do any releasing of any kind. We need to process <coughs> uh, make it. Make an account of the wounded. Make an account of uh, resources lost, and I want that back here as soon as possible. Take as many as you need. You have my seal. Heptos, uh, surprised by the the um, Aurora being a little more direct than usual, just nods as uh, you see the um, halo form around his head as he just floats up into the air and then floats down to the ground as there's currently no uh, <laughs> normal way off this airship, which is kind of crooked and on the ground, as he uh, starts shouting orders to uh, with his booming voice over the battlefield. Uh, to the to the paladins to do exactly what Aurora has charged. She then turns to Kaz and hopefully Stoila, who maybe is nearby by now, and she says, "How long until this ship is up and running?" Stoila says, "I'll have an ETA soon, but this is pretty considerable damage. This is going to take some days." <laughs> she looks at Hugh and says, "Then there's only one more thing to discuss." And Kaz agrees with Stoila immediately, going, "Oh yes, yes, a couple days," as yeah. uh, clearly yeah. trying to. Feel like he is uh, in control of the airship, which he's feeling less and less as these days go on. I suggest you come to the ready room so we can discuss uh, the more private matters. Uh, 
Is now the best time? We may have to deal with the rest of this. Heptos is handling most of it. He just doesn't want to die. <laughs> you just I, I gotta... She says, I'll be in the ready room when, when you're, you're ready. when you're able. Uh, Hugh looks to the rest of them she to see if anyone else... Off. Hugh is like Wesley after he got brought back to life in The Princess Bride. <laughs> He's alert and a ragdoll. <laughs> How drained from the throne is is Brandon? He after I drained you want to be after a good almost everything. How much is almost everything? Yeah, for Brandis, for Brandis, infinity is left over. So, um, God damn it, Brandis. Ren has another idea. Well, okay, so I Ren love, still move I around. Still walk around. Ren's Ren like, yeah, has another one. idea. Does it kill everyone? As he, he sees lives. all of these Harvey people for some of his life. running around and in confusion and looking for what to do and stuff, and then he looks at his two companions that he had to just drain to get back. Takes a look at the throne. Takes a look at his companions. Takes a look around the battlefield. And takes a seat. And as he does so, he once again feels the arcane tendrils all around him. And in just a split second, manages to... Well, is anyone around him? Is anyone going to try to stop Ren? Is what's... This is not a, um, yeah, a simple thing that Ren is doing here. Brandis is watching, but he got us out of there. So uh, he gets one free. Hugh sees Ren sit down on the throne and says, What the hell are you doing? Ren says, You trusted me before, trust me again. What are you doing? I'm helping our friends. You have a bad history with power abuse, friend. <laughs> Remember the quasi. Stop whatever I want. And with that, Ren starts doing his thing. What's he doing? And he draws just a little bit of energy from everybody on the battlefield, if he can. I mean, just <laughs> enough so that off. it like He's makes them... Fucker. So it just like makes them burp. It's not even very much. And I mean, he hey, funnels now, now he has all the people. A thousand burps. And he, and like he funnels burps. all of that energy back into Brandis and Damon. Damon immediately feels energized and and stands up completely refreshed. He reaches and he says, "If she were, says, he would be dead." He see. He, he, I mean, he kind of stands in awe of the power that Ren is is, is wielding because I mean. Damon knows what healing power uh, power is, what it means to... This is to, why you have to get rid of it. What, what it means to kind of like to uh, help people recover and to kind of replenish their, their spirit, their energy, and their wounds. And this is unlike anything that Damon has, has played with in his, in his limited but ever-increasing experience with healing powers. And he just feels completely rejuvenated, like even more energized from the soul out. Brandis, completely ignorant of magic, believes that he himself... <laughs> Which is common. He happens he to sneeze up. at the exact same time. Yeah, it was so it kind of like you don't really know. A couple deep like, breaths, a few huh. stretches. Feel <sighs> fine now. Oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. I'm growing stronger every day. And with that, Ren gets out of the chair, and in an irritated gnome fashion, heads off to the ready room. The ready room. And why, says, "Why did you go into the ready room?" 
Because we were told him Why? to. Oh, I thought you asked only Hugh. Sorry. No, no, no. I was asking everyone. And, he, and as Hugh has the crown, so you. this is the most important issue. And as Brandis is now standing up she and stand on the stretching, he and yells at Brandis, Grab the throne! I'm too little. <laughs> it makes a pleasant scraping sound as it ruins <laughs> the finish on the deck. You realize this is a giant <clears throat> stone... Throne, right? That's why it ruins the this finish. Is, this is like <laughs> why not just teleporting? You have that power. Um, You're not Damon energizes. Tell Ren what to do. Floats, I'm not even in the room. Nope. Floats across the deck and enters um, the ready room um, just ahead of Brandis, who pushes the time. <laughs> oh. Brandis does this kind of stuff all the time, like the hard way. And Damon knows he's happiest doing it that way. And just let him I was gonna himself. push a statue up a mountain. You love doing it the hard way. You re- it really. Does something for you, and Damon knows you well enough to know that. Let you do this as the next chapter in that long saga. <laughs> All right, we're all in the ready room. Throne, uh, the crown, and the throne are before you. Crown on the table. Who puts the crown on the table? Uh, he pulls out his pack and sets it there. He says, "We have a couple problems." Immediately, I can think of three problems. As the crown hits the table, you all feel. You can feel the presence of the crown in a way that you had not previously. The adrenaline and the stress of trying to escape with your lives and such, uh, you had not, uh, you had not felt it before. But now, sitting here, finally taking a breath, pretty much for the first moment since uh, since retrieving it, you can feel uh, this energy coming from the crown and almost seeping into your minds, and it is a. Uh, is a strange feeling. It is not a. Um, it is almost a, a, a feeling of calling, like the crown is uh, is seeking something, and you realize that with Kala dead, the appointed guardian of the crown, that the crown itself is seeking another to be its guardian. guardian it's just a feeling you have in evil. your head as he puts the crown on the table. So, what do you guys say? Uh, Whoa. We're in a little bit of a predicament. When we started this whole thing, <laughs> uh, the idea is we get this thing back and we give it to Claw, and that was kind of the end of it. Claw's gone now. Indeed. Or it. Most distressing. Um, Heptos might know something. Claw uh, uh, was an emissary of Heptos. No. No. Not at all. Okay. Heptos was from a completely different organization that protected secrets about the magic that affects time. Yeah. Heptos might have the resources needed Kala to, to steal it away somewhere where it would be Kala didn't refer you to Heptos. Kala yeah. had an idea of the, the location, um, the location a, a mystical thing called the yeah. Philosopher's Temple. He did not personally know Heptos. He had heard a story about it I, That's time. what I meant. Yeah. Aurora is intrigued um, by this idea. My interpretation of that was... And has said. Heptos, Heptos summoned... To the chamber. <laughs> I just, I just left. I'm packing it. Page, forget Heptos. Yes. Uh, okay, someone uh, goes to fetch it. You guys have communication. Yeah. Heptos, uh, Heptos <laughs> says, "All right, I have just, uh, I just set out. Well, I'm on my way back." And he doesn't sound annoyed. He is really just literally He's explaining informing. the, like informing the facts of the situation. We wait until he arrives. I didn't get a chance to do what Does he anyone, told me uh, to do, so don't get mad Before he arrives. Um, Why not? I mean, it takes him a couple minutes. Okay. 
Yeah, just waiting for Haptos. Yeah, <laughs> Alright, Haptos steps into <laughs> the ready room. It is awkward. The personal matters that it's on everyone's yeah, mind. Everyone's no one says anything. each other's eyes. So like... Haptos steps into the room as everyone's sitting around it's and eerie. has a seat at his uh, usual seat in the ready room. We were just discussing what to do with the crown. Your name came up. <laughs> says, she explains the issue of the uh, crown seeking a guardian. And that's yeah. first thoughts on the matter. He says, I feel the uh, I feel the presence of the crown much as I assume you all do. Mm-hmm. He says, it is clear to me that, and then he stops to almost consider this feeling, he says, the crown needs a guardian. You're an immortal. He just thinks about that for a second. You know, there's no emotion on his face. He's just looking at Aurora. Damon says, you still know where the Philosopher's Temple lies. He says, that is incorrect. Then when it left, Damn it. Damon says, says, but you, would you have any resources that we could use to put a place, not that would be protected, but secret? He says, I am but a man now. I have left the Philosopher's Temple to never return. Ren butts in and says, I have some hesitation turning this over to magic users anyways. Indeed. This thing has a pull, and it is only so long before a person can resist it. I Mm. feel instead, perhaps maybe it should go to... Who do we know? Someone like Kaz. I mean, it, we don't so have to give it to many. Kaz, because I don't think Kaz would be a very good person to give it to <laughs> oh, either. Brandis hey, this is pretty cool. I can do it. the question on all of our minds. Could Zaragath protect the crown? No. Aurora looks at Hugh. You think I could... Who has said quietly and almost has not even been heard over our discussion. I don't know. As soon as I saw Kalalafel, my mind started turning what exactly we are going to do next. Tim says, I don't think I can protect the crown. I don't know about you. It's he says, not. I'm... He, he looks around at the battle. He says, the battle was, was hard. It was hard fought. And he says, I don't... Brandis I don't says, think I have what it, I don't think I have what it takes, we, given what we faced. Brandon says, we only need someone willing and able, and we are the most able. Ren... If he was willing. Ren ponders about this for a second and asks you how do you plan or how, how would you protect it I have <laughs> I have broken into vaults that uh, I mean you were there we found the philosopher's temple the unfindable place we found the uh, observatory of the plains which was lost for centuries uh, we've basically found everything that was never supposed to be hidden uh, I think maybe we have a few ideas as far as places that could be hidden, but as far as essentially, this is our responsibility, and as far as I can tell, you're occupied. It you would be a added burden. Are also occupied, and and for other Ren raises one eyebrow out of the uh, running. Ren raises an eyebrow and kind of smirks. As far as I can see, this is not... Ren Ren concedes and says, yeah, it probably, given my past, long-term holding... Long-term holding of the crown is probably not the best thing 
to leave up to me. And I mean, if that's what the group wants, then. You know, <laughs> but as Hugh goes around the table, as Hugh eventually comes to Brandis, Brandis simply goes, "Yeah, that's about what I figured. You have your own destiny ahead of you." Uh, and Damon, Damon says, "He says you have a confidence in this that that I don't share." He says, um, "He says the." Uh, is the, the power of what it is. He says it is so foreign. It's, it is something that is so far from my heart and I, if anything, I hold a bitterness towards it for what it has, what it has done. He says, uh... <coughs> I won't disagree with you on that point, but it has to be protected and there's no one else we can lay this responsibility on. Damon says, it seems that you understand the, the matter of survival better than any of us. It's a heavy burden... You seek to take upon yourself. He says, "I will, I will aid you in finding a resting place if, if that is what you decide, or if, if, if you take this upon you." I'm not quite sure how I'll manage to take care of it right yet, but I, I'm confident we'll figure out something. And I think I, I'll, that confidence, that confidence inspires me. Ren uh, says, "Damon." Ren kind of smiles and. Um, Kind of puts forth his hand and with a uh, an arcane push slides the uh, crown across the table to Hugh and says, "This responsibility should be yours and yours alone. Uh, the hiding place of it should. This is too powerful of an artifact. Um, Probably shouldn't even tell us. Yeah." <laughs> Don't tell me where it is. And uh, <laughs> done. I probably it would probably be safest one. to just keep it to yourself. And if you are serious about this, uh, your name comes to the top of a very short list of, of beings that I know that are capable of doing this and not succumbing to its power. Indeed. No doubt. Each of you feel this... Uh, this sort of this, this sense of the calling from the crown, and you realize that uh, that it is it is calling to each of you in such a way that it must it can only accept a it can only accept a guardian if all those uh, if all others that are that are present that are that are eligible sort of reject the calling and oh, one accepts it. It is a form of um, you know like a like a form of um, Safeguarding that which is, you know, in the hands of a wrath after Kalad died, uh, there would be others around that are as greedy as him, and you know, and no one would want to kind of give it to him, that, such that it can only have a guardian when surrounded by willing. those yeah. who all agree one must have it. Which, uh, which uh, a group of evil people, a group of those driven by greed, could never do. Well, we don't have that problem here, since we're unanimous. Yeah. It is very, very hard for Ren to physically, like, get that impression across to the essence of the crown that... <laughs> no, really, I don't want it. I don't no, want really. it. It's better to go with him. He's not white. He's kind of gray right On now. weekends or something? No. Every other weekend? Holidays? I could visit. I'll take turns. Uh, so Hugh takes the crown and puts it in his pack and says, I may require aid in researching or 
possibly gathering materials, but uh, I will take this responsibility. As Ren feels everyone else push it away, Heptos included, as the crown binds to him and accepts him as the guardian of the crown. Crown, Hugh sees his own destiny before him. Not a destiny uh, uh, kind of Steeped in fate. Forced upon him, steeped in fate, such as Aurora's. Not a destiny uh, uh, almost forced upon him in uh, through threats like uh, Ren, and not a destiny there that is uh, that he is born into uh, by his very nature, like Brandis. But a destiny chosen and a destiny embraced, embraced and and chosen for himself, uh, even if sort of by. Uh, Lack necessity, but that it is his. Uh, it is his own destiny that he has chosen before him. As Hugh can switch to his level twenty-one character sheet. Yeah. 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 Epic. Okay, so what are you actually? Uh, mechanically, destined scion. Hey. Oh, that is. It's like a dragon, right? Yeah, sure. Sort sure of like a dragon. Yes. Yeah. So you need to bring that crown to every game. Yeah. If you don't, that, the, crown, the, the crown, crown fit eerily well on Lincoln's head. It really did. And I, I have a, love the throne. And too. I have a fat <laughs> noggin too. Yeah, was, I, hey, what are you saying I about him? Yeah, you're lucky. I'm going so awesome. He's got hair. I don't no, even I have hair to fill. Too. He does. I would like awesome. to do. Uh, let's finish this meeting. Uh, uh, in the the briefing room here. But let's uh, sort of fast forward and the the airship the airship takes a while to uh, the airship takes a while to repair. Maybe a week or so. Uh, The surrounding area here of Cormier where the battle has taken place and where there are many Men, uh, a lot of fallout from this war. Many uh, wounded and slain that need to be taken care of. There is plenty to assist with and do here in Cormier uh, to easily occupy a week. So I'd like to do a quick once around the table of sort of the the very short term aftermath of this of this battle of this victory. Victory. Hmm. <laughs> it was there a huge victory. Are we doing that first? The crown or? has been recovered. Are we doing that part? Something. Are we doing that first? Or are we doing like dealing with each other? Well, that's all part of it. So yeah. Um, what happens if you feel like time. you need to do uh, still some kind of back and forth in this briefing room? Go ahead and do it. Ren looks at Damon and says, "Well, glad you let him go." <laughs> I mean. Your sarcasm does you no credit. Good luck, Hugh, by the way. Now you've got a wrath on your ass. That will make things a little more difficult. <laughs> you know, Damon and Ren bait each other, they prod each other, they get after each other's throats, they've said nasty shit to each other, they've said them sorry, and then said the same nasty shit again the day after. <laughs> and, like, so there's, there's been that, that, like, whatever, prodding, that, 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 that conflict in the relationship, M- much of it, most of it good-natured, but this in this time, like, Damon doesn't really seem baited at all by this. He, he really is honestly and genuinely content, and he doesn't even feel the need really to explain himself again because of how often and how many times he's talked about his love and care for a wrath and how he would 
uh, how it is his greatest hope that they can recover him and he can go back to the days when all of them were were were, were companions. You know, he his journey with the wrath was, was was cut short by kind of some of his own transformation. That's all he ever longs for. And you know, and he says to he says to to Ren, he says, "I'm I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry that you are you are left unsatisfied, um, and that you you felt he deserved more." I, I know, I know you cared so much about that, and he doesn't have a smirk on his face. It's not all sarcastic, but he's he's, he's genuinely happy that a wrath is out there and that mm-hmm. there's there's more time, there's another chance for him. Ren is genuinely irritated at this. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's like similarly just glares and says, "That's fine. I have come to accept something, and that is that this life we are all in is but a blink in time, and I'm pretty sure that I will see a wrath again, and this I can make or the next. And I will make my peace with him there. But you, for your sake." I hope he does not he try says, to pull something like this again. He says, your, your sentiments are well received. He says, because I know you to be a true friend. And he says, I, I hope that, that one day, that one day uh, a wrath may rejoin us. He says, and then he, then he kind of hangs out and as unlikely as unlikely as it is. Uh, he says, um, time will tell. All right. Looks at Damon and uh, just she's she's got this look on her face of just like utter disappointment. Like like you have no idea how much she's uh, been been keying herself up to to might out ultimate justice. Yeah. And and that's just been kind of snatched away from her. And she she looks at him and she's your <laughs> your. Your wish was as naive as it was heartfelt. And though... And though it came from a truly um, compassionate place, I fear that it was a selfish mistake that could ruin us in the future. But for now, the crown is back. And at least some good has come of this. Hey, that Damon does go eyes wide and he looks around and he says, Much evil. More than some good? And then, then only shrugs. Ta- only time will tell. Hey, he, say, he shrugs and he says, uh, He says, He looks around and he says, We really went the distance on this one. He says, More than some. Damn, says, I think so. Ren says, on another thing, he looks, at, he looks at uh, Brandis and says, P.S. What do you even say to that? Brandis immediately interrupts you and says, save your bitter words for your deathbed. The only difference between me and all you was he tricked me twice instead of once. <laughs> <laughs> Ren kind of smirks so at this and good. says, I wasn't going to rebuke you. I was instead going to uh, apologize for having to threaten you with swords and uh, come close to knocking you on your ass myself. But... Silly. 
so eager for that freaking comeback. That was, that was pretty good, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You were sitting on that one for a while, huh? Easy, Dan. Easy. So has everyone said what they want to say in the short term to each other about the recent events oh. so we can kind of Rose go... gonna write a book oh. about this. This will go on for a long time. <laughs> okay, so let's go, let's get a, a quick around the table of oh, the aftermath of the battle. Over just here, just over the, the, the quick aftermath of this, this battle. If you want to do anything, it's not even required, just Mm-mm. if you feel that there is some... Because uh, you all know what's coming next, so if you feel that there is uh, uh, some important threads left open for the immediate aftermath. The last thing that I will add is is Damon, again, another added kind of benefit and joy for Damon is to be able to go and to greet and 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 sit and be with many of many, many of the slaves of a wrath which were saved by their actions, um, you know, kind of working with Stoila to to release them from the mine prison and he he surveys the battlefield, so many dead on, on Arath's side, so many dead on our side, and you know, see so many survivors of, of Arath's kind of mind control that would perhaps have perished entirely with you know the defeat or the breaking of Arath's power. Who knows? But he, he's he's glad to be able to see them, the first people we've ever been able to talk to, come through this experience, and um, you know, okay, yeah, it contributes to his great hopes from this experience that. That good will, good will continue, or some some positive, some good, some survival will continue after all this. For the for the aftermath, maybe just helps. <sighs> Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Aside from what she told Heptos to do. Yeah, you kind of covered that. You know, get uh, the no one. The Omenon is an issue. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Return of the Demon Mascari? Yeah, oh, yeah, because they thought. guarded it well. <laughs> they did for quite a few centuries. Quite were, a few thousand years. Yeah, they when they were, were sealed from everyone. And I think they have quite a few other artifacts which are potentially just as dangerous. As well as with them all together. Nice little gift bundle <laughs> for the next crazy-ass person who shows up there. Aurora's like, just give him the crown, too. Yeah, let's just put the crown in there, since it's so safe. If you says so. That's a good place. Just set this down. All right. Don't touch that. Do not touch. That's mine. Uh, I'm just leaving it here. <laughs> so is that it? Last chance. And with the threat and with the threat of a wrath behind you perhaps he is still out there but without the th- without the crown and without crazy the throne as all hell. and by all accounts crazy as all hell at least the last time you saw him which was the doll yeah uh, he was pretty pretty crazy mad. as all hell and he go do- goes down in history when the tales are told of the crew of Thunderstrike, or the, uh, um, the the heroes of Thunderstrike defeating the Mad Mage, for it, not even his name remains in the history books, and for ten years the world lived free from the fear of encroaching darkness. Who wants to go first? In the year of, I'll go first. Heptos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the initiative rolls. <laughs> so we better manage. We gotta carry this all the way into the campaign. In the years that pass, the name 
Thunderstrike is known all across Faerun. There's no there's no person in the civilized world, in the civilized parts of Faerun that does not know of the heroes of Thunderstrike and their defeat of the Mad Mage and their many deeds since then. And the uh, and for the past ten years since the defeat of the Mad Mage. Thunderstrike gains so much influence that it becomes its own uh, almost political power in the world. Uh, a, a, a mobile collection a, a mobile collection led by the uh, by the, the, the quorum of heroes that that lead it and that is U5 plus a sixth let's go around who wants to go first I know. he wants to go first <clears throat> what does Brandis do during the ten years what doesn't he do Betrays Ren, then he betrays. Arath's <laughs> direct presence is gone, but his influence is far from over. The few remaining uh, remaining followers of him, um, still faithful to his uh, world destruction cause, uh, unite, mount an assault on Olgarth, which Brandis helps uh, repel, and then leads an army that uh, for the remaining ten years seek out and squash the splintered groups of the cult that has become the followers of Arath. Not a day of rest. <laughs> Ten years. Daemon, for so long unique among all fey creatures, um, the inklings and whispers of his existence from their uh, deeds in Hamlet, uh, are now are now a thing of the past, and everyone knows of the of the creature Daemon, and much much uh, focus is is brought to bear on him and his existence um, from the many uh, elven courts and and, and Fey uh, and, and arch Fey that rule in the Fey Wild. Um, there is talk of a merging, a remerging of the elven and Eladrin races as powers perhaps have not and wild theories kind of fly about, you know, the, uh, the halls of intellectuals about his nature. Damon retreats from all of this and wishes to have no part in the discussion, for, he, it, for it is only uh, uh, a matter of, of, of a month before Captain Ramos has been able to crack enough skulls and uh, plunder enough ships to buy a one-way ticket into the elemental chaos. <laughs> and Damon is eager... To, uh, to find his family, uh, to his, his lost clan, and uh, and and hunt down those uh, those uh, evil elementalists, the cult of elemental evil, which continues to uh, to threaten the the balance uh, and harmony of the world, uh, the, the material plane. He plunges himself into the elemental chaos and spends uh, spends year after year um, searching searching and hunting uh, the evil the worshippers of elemental evil. And searching and searching uh, for his lost clan, years go by without uh, without uh, a trace of his family, and without accomplishing much on, on uh, against the the evil elementalists. But as but as time passes, he's able to find one, then two, then three, and by the end of ten years, he has found uh, a group of his family members, who who plead, who beg, as restless as Daemon is himself, beg to join his cause. And he forms a group 
of elves, uh, of uh, wind elves, that he names the Sectari, or the first found. And these these ten uh, ten wind elves, led by Daemon, continue relentlessly searching for for the clan and relentlessly destroying the element the evil elementalists wherever they lurk. The order of the blue flame in our world is outed for what it is and becomes part of a worldwide cause to protect our plane against other planar uh, other planar uh, threats. threats. Thank you. And in this way, Dalen moves forward, ever busy, ever moving. Um, Hugh, the ten years is based primarily aboard the Thunderstrike. One of his first jobs that he ever had uh, when he was a young man was as a caravan guard, and granted not similar exactly position, he ends up taking sort of a similar role aboard the Thunderstrike initially, though as it gains in political prestige, uh, this role changes slightly over time. Um, but when he is aboard, he is concerned with the ship's safety. Um, and visits the many lands that Thunderstrike visits, seeing the far reaches of Faerun. And as he does so, he searches out uh, locations for the potential resting place of the crown of Ogma, and researches in cities information, uh, gaining some small amount of arcane knowledge that he had gained before, because he's now on the job of crafting wards and protections and traps, rather than defeating them. Uh, and... Turn you on your head. Despite all this, he is still Hugh Weaver, though, and he gets a bit antsy, because he needs a fight. And so every few months or so, he will disappear, responding to some distress for aid, or some call of distress, or request for aid, or some village in need of troll thinning, or a wild beast that needs to be removed. And... Trivial. Trivial! Uh, but at the same time, it's enough to keep him from Fulfilling. going nuts. And that is how he spends his ten years. <laughs> I love you guys all off the cuff. I can't do that, unfortunately. <clears throat> I had to write mine out. It's all good. No. I was thought. Well, it's, <clears throat> you know, you clearly thought, thought all through. Yeah. <clears throat> um, following the death of Commander Hasuth, Aurora spent some time reestablishing the Cormerian Order and choosing his replacement. Or also oversaw the construction of a monument on the ritual site commemorating the sacrifices of their allies before returning to Ogarth to claim her family holdings and the title of Baroness. She used her title and power to stage a pushback against the opportunistic aggressions of the nearby nation of Dambreth and successfully ended the invasion before it had a chance to fully begin. She was hailed as a national hero, and even Estegan and Durapar sent tribute and thanks. Hmm. Soon after the conclusion of the war, Aurora married King Clethen Blue Mantle in what was considered <laughs> by many to be a brilliant political maneuver by the two political powers. The next seven years have Aurora balancing her time between the diplomatic envoys to the rest of the Shining Lands, traveling on Thunderstrike, and tending to the local matters of Olgarth. Though many small victories are achieved after reclaiming her title, Aurora considers her young daughter, Seldi, to be her greatest achievement. Ren reluctantly gave a wedding present to both of them. Oh. <laughs> One to two, or two to two? <laughs> Originally, he had just written, like, 
to Aurora. But then, <coughs> as he was walking into the wedding, he wrote, and Clethen on it. Clearly in a different pen. <laughs> Uh, Ink's still well on that one, Clethen. <laughs> I too had to write mine out because, yeah. That's <clears throat> cool. Well done. Uh, the next ten years of Ren's well. life were nothing like he had expected. For so long uh, before, he had dreamed of returning to his quiet mountain farm and living out his days in peace. Instead, he found himself acting as the errand boy for Bell, Lord of Avernus. He would summon Ren to help him deal with the various uprisings in his plane, often taking the gnome away from his friends for weeks at a time. When Ren would return to the airship, he was always on edge and took several days to return to his normal jovial self. Everyone knew what he was up to when he went away, but no one dared discuss it with him when he was in one of his moods. When not doing the bidding of Avernus, Ren spent much of his time studying his growing collection of books and tomes. Kings and rulers would often seek his aid in dealing with the more, shall we say, mystical problems that can arise in a kingdom. But more than anything, Ren liked to be around his fellow members of Zargath. On more than one occasion, the crew of Thunderstrike would find Ren with Daemon flying amongst the lightning and thunder of a winter tempest. And of course there were the times that Aurora intervened to prevent an all-out bar brawl between an inebriated Ren and the local paladins of Bahamut. Though deep down, Ren thought that she actually enjoyed cracking her sovereign whip. Sparring with Brandis was a fun way to spend an occasional afternoon pitting his physical prowess against Ren's formidable skills in the arcane. And although they didn't hang out much, Ren enjoyed simply watching Hugh during his target practices, often calculating the trajectories and forces behind the ranger's arrows. All in all, Ren was living the life of a legendary hero. A life that fools coveted and wise men left behind. See. Heptos departs Thunderstrike. Almost immediately after the job is done. After the cleanup in Cormier, his work with Thunderstrike is done. He was there to lend his assistance with um, lend his assistance to tracking down the crown and, and above all else, lending his uh, knowledge of time affecting magics and figure out how to form defenses against it, which his uh, skills came to great use when he was the only one that you ever run across that could possibly have pulled you out of the past, as he had done. Uh, but he is, uh, he has lived a very long time, and he, uh, he has no interest in the sort of life that, uh, that Thunderstrike brings, and, He's a wise uh, man. he departs, uh, after, you know, kind goodbyes, and, uh, and thanking you all for being so kind to him during his time. <laughs> <laughs> is there sarcasm, like, Ren laughs about this Laced in that heavily goodbye. the night after. Maybe we're nicer than the other people you're around, usually. Yes. <laughs> Kaz Dunlin and Lenari, uh, not Lenari, um, and um, uh, Ashir and Latano, oh. the uh, Genasi brothers, stay faithfully aboard Thunderstrike, never once leaving its side. They are its most loyal crew, and Captain Kaz Dunlin to this day uh, pilots Thunderstrike which has been upgraded in more than a few ways by Stoila, who also serves faithfully aboard Thunderstrike. They are perhaps not quite as famous as the Quorum of Six Heroes that, uh, that govern Thunderstrike, but they, uh, but they are famous for, for their, their jobs. The most advanced airship the world has ever seen and its mechanic 
is Stoila Coilbone, as uh, and she has a reputation of being uh, uh, pretty quirky, but uh, it is whispered all throughout the Innovative. realm that all that Thunderstrike is as an airship is thanks to her. No one ever speaks of the Captain Yargo. Shill Yargo. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled out every last rivet and we replaced every board. <laughs> Uh, who else was aboard the? Uh... Uh, who else survives? Who else uh, the halfling keeper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Keeper. Serves faithfully aboard Thunderstrike, nice. loyal to a fault. This warforged uh, it, travels along with Thunderstrike, goes on uh, missions with you all, and serves as a faithful sort of advisor to the quorum. Not a and uh, perhaps even once is uh, is offered. A position on the quorum and turns it down for he uh, does not feel that it was uh, that that is the sort of position he is to have, but instead serves as advisor. He serves faithfully until the night before Aurora's wedding, which is the last time anyone had seen him, as he disappears from the airship Thunderstrike. Uh, unannounced. Unannounced, and. When some investigation is done, only Stoila uh, finally admits that she was approached to uh, to whisk him away and had asked politely to uh, inform you not to follow, not to pursue him. I mean, obviously a lover spurned, perhaps. Okay. Is that it? <coughs> Is there anyone else we're forgetting? Oh, right. There's, there's, there's and like Dies in a ditch. Kusio. Oh, Kusio. Yeah, no, that's they're, uh, they're not aboard. Yeah. Zahar! Cast <laughs> Grosh. The halflings? Oh, Zahar is still there. All okay. buried with Grosh. Zahar is still out there. Yeah. They're like the sacrificial pharaohs. Dude, we just put them in Grosh's tomb. Grosh's grave the night after the funeral. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's everyone, cool. man. Aurora got married. As a kid. The new the theme. Kid. Roll credits. A Thunderstrike. Theme strike. Just wanted to make sure that you heard it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the <good>. music? <laughs> this is the new Thunderstrike uh, sailing music. I huh. dig it. As long as we can splash in a little old, I'll, I'll accept. As long as... Wait, wait, it's not right. Everyone. One, well, we'll play it two. all at the end. I should have played it at the end. So, okay. <laughs> it is a crisp blue sky morning that finds you all aboard Thunderstrike, sharing breakfast together. Two guardsmen stand at the end of the room wearing the sigil of your order, the, uh, the sigil of Thunderstrike, as several servers deliver the day's meal. Above you on deck, scores of halflings, humans, and other races work to keep the ship on course, as every so often a hearty yar is heard bellowing over the wind. Your meal is interrupted, however, when Haston strides into the dining hall with several guards in tow. Haston has been your ally for five years now, and you've come to know him well. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, 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 Haston? 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 I was wondering. Haston. Well, it's your name. What do you want, what, what do you want to be? What do we call him? Uh, uh... That word is... Haston? Haston. Haston. That's Haston. He is tall and slim of build, 
gray-skinned with black, uh, with blackish-red eyes and dark gray hair. His fingers end in sharp-looking black claws and rough-looking patchy-scaled skin up to his elbows. Haston is a revenant and has explained as such to you over the time you've known each other. Whoa. Yet despite his unnerving appearance, you've known him to be surprisingly gentle and understanding of the reaction his appearance garners. That he bows his head reaction. slightly yeah. in greeting. Absolutely. <laughs> that was like two years of reaction. <laughs> Breakfast will have to wait. We have a problem on deck. Ren takes a big sigh and says, Okay. What sort of problem? A problem that can't wait till breakfast is over? An intruder. <laughs> an intruder, to be exact. Some sort of portal magic. I've never seen anything like it. Well, that does sound serious. That sparks Ren's attention more. And he Damn gets up and stops complaining. Hands a letter to uh, a man named Lucan, who is Damon's right-hand uh, advisor when dealing with the Sectari. Lucan also wears a white mask with a, with a blue uh, cold moon symbol on it. And uh, Lucan turns with the letter and moves back to the portal that Ren continues to maintain daily, back to the elemental chaos uh, and the ship reductor. Damon turns and says, "All right, let's talk." On board, on the deck. Yeah. So. Or gestures. He leads you up deck. On deck, there appears to be a small crowd gathering, though they part as you approach, almost without realizing they've done so, as has become very common. In the middle of the airship, Ashir and Latano stand on either side of a woman struggling against the elemental bonds that the Genasi brothers have placed on her. Nice move. Unhand me this instant! I must speak to Ren and the others! Ren. The woman catches sight of you quickly and relaxes a little. She appears to be in her early twenties, with long brown hair cascading down her back in loose waves. Her bright green eyes sparkle with an unexplained familiarity as she looks from face to face. Ren walks up to her and looks at her long and hard and says, Do not let her out of these shackles. We know her not. (laughs) (laughs) She, uh... Does anyone else say anything? Uh... Hugh... You got the perception. Yeah, Hugh takes a close look to see if he recognizes this individual. There's a very strong familiarity in this uh, in this face that you've seen. The brown hair, the green eyes, it's unmistakably similar. This woman could be Frida's mother. But it isn't, is it? <laughs> is Damon say, what does Damon say? Um, uh, Damon says, I mean, Damon says, Ren. Is that any way to treat a guest? Especially one that you know so well. Ren says... <laughs> Ren says... Ah, just kidding. Let the little tyke out. <laughs> Damn I'm sure we could find some cookies below deck for her. Ren says, You've grown up. You must almost be 15. <laughs> she smiles with relief. It's been too long. Far, far too long. Now, if you don't mind, I'd very much like to feel my limbs again. And as Ren has already given the orders, the Genasi brothers, uh, as they uh, loosen their grip, the, uh, the water and fire sort of shackles that were around her release, uh, and you see her limbs unharmed. Ren gives her a hug and immediately starts barraging her with questions about the 
Planar Observatory and what she's been doing. She says, I know, it It has been too long. It really has. There's so many things I must tell you. I don't even know where to start. And she just kind of sits down and says, I can't believe it's you. As she just looks around to each of you. We're just like staring at her. It's like, you were grown up, I guess. Damon takes a really, a really casual seat in a, in a well-worn leather chair bears a, a small symbol that the world knows could only be made by one man named Shop, a master craftsman in many, many art forms. And as, as Damon takes a seat on, on this, uh, this custom leather job and just kind of rolls his head to the side, he, he grins at Frida and he says, you've got some stories to tell us. I'm sure you've heard what we've been up to. I have heard, I have watched. He says, ah... Says I have seen many things from where I have been the last uh, countless years. So you finally got it to work then. I remember when we were there, we could just see what it should do, not what was actually going on. She says, the observatory, oh yes, yes, I had become quite accustomed to how it works. I've been observing your world and many others for what feels like an eternity, what practically is an eternity... She looks around and says, By the time I got it working, I wanted to return to you, but I had seen that you had finished your quest. You had finished what you were doing. It had been too long. I wasn't sure what I would say. You would remember me, but... And then she looks around and says, I thought it would be hard to remember each of you and remember how, how we were together. And she just kind of looks almost embarrassed. And she says, But... Oh, you're here now. I was a fool. He says it. Uh, he says a thousand years cannot change. Uh, cannot change the uh, short time we spent together. Here, here. He says despite the teasing. <laughs> says a thousand years won't change the teasing, Frida. So hope you're ready for more of that. Uh, he says. He says no, but in truth, you seem you seem much aged. Is this a thousand years manifest on the spell you've cast, or have you found some way to? To move forward with your life, she says. Your first guess, your first guess is the correct one. I have since learned that the enchantment placed upon me did not freeze my aging completely. It had merely slowed it down to uh, a hundredth the pace. When I say that a thousand years could not change, I mean it quite literally. Says a thousand years I have spent in the observatory. Does time pass differently there? It must. For it has only been ten since we've seen you. It has the power to, yes. Ren says, I'm actually amazed that you are speaking as coherently as you are. Because being by yourself for a thousand years would do weird things to a person. (laughs) Damn, guys. She smiles. He says, what did you do for a thousand years alone in a ball? I watched and I learned. I have observed many, uh, many worlds, many, uh, many lifetimes of all sorts of different people from different places. And really, that brings me to why I have come here, why I have left it behind to come to you. She smiles at Aurora and says, she says, no, no, this is unfortunately not uh, a, a social visit. Ren says, wait. How did you actually get out of there, though? Oh. I mean, when we left, weren't didn't we leave with the understanding that you were stuck in there now? Like, 
perma-stuck? She says, I was for 200 years before I figured out how to... Before I figured out how to control the portals. Opening a portal is easy enough, but controlling where uh, where it goes to, that is a lot more difficult. So. Damon thinks back and he says, yeah, 15 minutes wouldn't have helped us. And I'm glad we have <laughs> for 200 years to get the hell out of here. Good call. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, that was a good call. Ren thinks back, kind yeah. of fuzzy on the details, but... Just shrugs and smiles and rolls with it. Everyone's thanking him, so he's just kind of Yeah, he's like, eh, it was nothing. I mean, Ben's like, I got uh, more But stuff. you said you, you came for a purpose. Something is amiss, then. He said, yeah, what have you seen out there in the... And, like, the other kind like, wait, and he goes, the multiverse, or whatever. He <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I suppose I shall put it plainly, then. I think I must. There is something terrible happening to Toril. It was just small, nearly (laughs) imperceptible things at first. I almost thought I was going mad and just imagining it. But now I'm sure. It's not just Faerun. It's everywhere. Hmm? Everywhere. Other planes or just ours? She says, I I, I don't have a name for it, but uh, she says, yes, the other planes, uh, almost everywhere I have observed. One of Ren's eyebrows cocks up like this, and his head cocks to the side. <laughs> it was like suddenly this. much more interested. He says, its forms are darkness and evil and madness, but it comes from no god, demon, or devil I've studied. All I know is that it's getting worse, and if someone doesn't put a stop to it, there won't be a corner of this realm untouched by its corruption. It kind of thinks back as the... Uh, Kind of whatever. Thinks about, of course, his own experiences, which is all he ever knows. And uh, and says, I can only think of... Uh, uh, he says, he says, I, yeah. he says, I can't think of anything that fits that description at all. She says, it's been strange things. As I said, I wasn't sure there was a connection at first. Entire swaths of forests burning to the ground where nothing more will grow. Not outside the realm of some uh, uh, of some arcane accident, but when combined with an entire herd of cattle eating their own young and then driving themselves off a cliff, friends killing each uh, lifelong friends killing each other, other over Slow down, Frida. <laughs> a, a silver trinket found in the gullet of a fish, and yeah, she's stumbling over her words as she's just you realize that she has been seeing this stuff and clearly has had a lot of time to mull over it beside before deciding to come to you uh, to come to you with it and she continues and says towns where no woman has come to term with a child uh, spikes in werewolf populations uh, spontaneous erosion of holy structures statues and temples the list goes on so this says, is something more like the spell plague sort of some sort of thing going haywire with... But more insidious. She says, Less not unlike that, but uh, she says, yes, it, it feels more... There is a purpose behind it. Hmm. And points of brand, he says, the Order of the Blue Flame, we've talked about this a number of times. He says, I wasn't there, but we've all been to Demon Mascara a thousand times since, and we thought that, that I thought that, that problem had been rooted out. You guys burned that place to the ground, and they... To where they were beginning to contain the, the plague spell land. He says, uh, he says, 
Where, where is what's the what is the situation with that? The Platelands aren't like this. The Order of Blue Fire has been has been um, uh, dispersed. Has been dispersed, completely exposed of what it was. I mean, it's been ten years. The truth has gotten yeah. out. Uh, you've um, it has like been, unmentionables now. It has been destroyed, and uh, a new order put up in its place to continue the. Yeah, to do what the original Order of Blue Fire alleged to be doing as uh, continuing the good work that they did, which was genuine good work, uh, albeit a front for as more sinister things. They reminded them and kind of gestures to uh, whatever, uh, to Frida as if this is the answer to it. He says, he says we, have, we have done that. The, the spell plague is... Much research has been done, right? He said, it is not the spell plague. It is, uh, it is like it as far as... Uh, the threat it has to the world, but as I said, it is more sinister. There is a purpose behind it. It is black, where the spell plague is blue. As she just sort of says these things as if they make sense to her. Ren kind of nods. Ren kind of nods and says, "In all the research I've done, the spell plague is pretty nasty stuff, but it's not. These aren't characteristics of the spell plague." She says, I've even followed uh, some individuals uh, that I have seen belonging to uh, a new order that has formed, uh, a sort of cult that they call themselves the end of all things. He says, they have recognized this pattern and they worship it. They seek to spread it more, but as far as I can tell that they, uh, they are a consequence of these uh, actions happening and not the, uh, the cause of it. Roar writes this down and Hands it to one of the uh, knights of their or- of our order who's staying nearby. And she goes, "Look up everything you know about this order." He says, uh, uh, "My lady," as he nods and and walks away. And she says, "No." She says, "I have many more details to share." She says, "But I need something to eat." <laughs> she says, "I have eaten conjured food for a thousand years. Tell me, you have something fresh." <laughs> We uh, and we will continue ah. next week uh, on Thursday nights. Yar. That? Yeah, that's. The, I was gonna mention that. Was a good. Uh,